It is Super Bowl Monday, February 1st, 2021, years after zero. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Hey, big time show. We think you're going to enjoy the conversations. Let's enjoy this entire week. Hey, celebration of the NFL. Can't believe we made it to Super Bowl week in Tampa. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, two great teams. I mean, we're being spoiled right now. Let's enjoy this. Absolutely. What a time to be alive, huh? What a time to be alive. We talked to Kyler Murray, gave us a great conversation. We talked to Ian Rappaport, Clyde Christensen, quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, where he was my coach along. Uh, also, uh, he coached, uh, actually coached Peyton Manning a little bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of Peyton Tom conversation, good stories going into yeah. Super Bowl week here, and also Hall of Fame weekend with Peyton getting in. I mean, I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, If you do, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Uh, Let's get to it. Matthew Stafford is traded from Detroit to Los Angeles. In return, the Detroit Lions got Jared Goff. What? A first-round pick. What? Another first-round pick. What? And a third-round pick. What? What does that say about Jared Goff? A lot of people are asking. The Detroit Lions and Motor City Dan Campbell are saying he's going to be our starter. Jared Goff has come out and said, it's just nice to be somewhere where they appreciate you. (laughs) The Rams, whose head coach was down in Cabo, made a trade for a player who was also in Cabo (laughs) in thoughts that nobody thought could be pulled off. A big-ass contract gets sent out of Los Angeles. A couple first-round picks go as well. Sean McVay took some criticism on the trade because they said they gave up too much. There was people on the internet saying, Detroit fleeced Los Angeles in this thing. The Los Angeles Rams Rams came out and said, it's not about winning the trade. Okay, It's about winning the Super Bowl. And that is what they believe they did whenever they brought in an absolute stallion of a quarterback and right now you got people who are saying that Matthew Stafford is being overhyped there's people that are saying that Matthew Stafford in no way deserves everything that got sent back and I can understand those people but if you're a team that runs with hey we're going to win for it now we don't know if a first round pick is going to work out there's a lot that haven't Christian Ponder was a first round draft pick mm-hmm. Whoa. yeah that just hit your brain and you were like Fuck, forgot about that. Yeah. So did I. There's a lot of first-rounders that don't pan out, especially where the Los Angeles Rams are thinking about drafting, mm-hmm. which would be in the late first round. Now, granted, there's gems all over. I mean, 199 is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. 222 won a, a player of a decade at a position. I mean, mm-hmm. there is a lot of different things. But the Rams are like, we don't give a damn about these picks. These college kids might suck. You know what we know doesn't suck? Matthew Stafford. You know what we know do suck? Jared Goff. (laughs) Get him out. We paid him. Let's bring in Matthew Stafford. Let Motor City Dan and the boys up there in Detroit who are trying to build a brand new team from the ground up had Jared Goff as their leader now Mm. whenever you bring in those young guys with all those draft picks. And maybe the Lions will be able to win a couple games in the NFC North, which seem to have Aaron Rodgers in it for a long, long, long time. Because once you see Matthew Stafford gets traded to L.A., congrats to Matthew, by the way. Congrats, Matt. Congrats, Matt. I wanted to see him as an Indianapolis Colt. Bad. 
because I get a chance to watch Matthew Stafford play football every single week. I don't think everybody else does. If you just watch Red Zone, you might see him because he's in there throwing a lot of touchdowns, but you don't get to see the entire game. Matthew Stafford is an absolute stud. Mm. The guy can throw the ball 97 yards, it feels like, on his back. He doesn't cause any problems, doesn't talk, never says a thing, has a broken back, goes out on the field. There's a clip that's going around now of him getting sacked, probably breaking his collarbone, yeah. and then going to the sideline, and you can hear him actually grimacing, mm-hmm. and then going back out, throwing a touchdown, and then coming back to the sideline, and somebody just going, what? Good job! <laughs> Son of a bitch! He's just a gritty guy who's incredibly talented. I'm excited for the world to see him. Now, there is a lot of pressure that is going to be on Matthew Stafford, because people are going to say, well, there's no excuse anymore. You know, because Matthew Stafford was getting into that department where you're going to have the conversation that you have to have like Philip Rivers whenever you talk about Hall of Fame. You see stats galore. You see an incredible player who maybe was just in an organization that was built to suck. Mm-hmm. You know, they got all these curses. You got the Barry Sanders curse. You got mm-hmm. the Calvin Johnson curse. You got the fact that it's Detroit mm-hmm. as a curse. Yeah. The fans don't deserve it. Matthew Stafford doesn't either. He goes to L.A. and wins a couple here. All of a sudden, the conversation and narrative about his entire NFL career is completely different. Now, my big question was, how come he didn't end up with the Colts? You know? We are looking for a goddamn quarterback. Yeah. And then Albert Breer comes out and says, listen, there were other teams involved. The Indianapolis Colts were involved. The Panthers were involved. Mm-hmm. The Washington football team was involved. There was 49ers were involved. So I sent a text to Chris Ballard. Okay. Okay. Because I know what the internet's been saying. Sure. The internet, because Albert Breer reported that everybody basically was willing to offer their first round mm-hmm. pick, but the Colts were not going to give up their 21st overall pick, but they did have a package together. So I started thinking to myself, well, Chris Ballard must have a goddamn plan. Are we not trying to get this guy? So I send Chris Ballard a text. I say, hey, for my show, this is how I let off the text. Mm-hmm. Because this is, you know, I feel like Chris Ballard is a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he enjoys us as people. He gives us a lot of stuff. But anytime I text people who have information that is a little bit rippling, I want to let them know immediately, hey, whatever you tell me here, I do not have a filter. This motherfucker's coming out. Yeah. Okay, you, you put it in there. So I texted him this morning and I said, hey, were we really in the conversation for Stafford? What's the plan? What the fuck are we doing now? Nice. Okay, and I, did, I, didn't, I didn't add in there, but I think he's probably seen it a couple times. Let's not be the team. Yeah. Okay, let's not send out the rope to Carson Wentz to save him from drowning, okay? We don't know if he's broken or not. We do not need to be that team with that contract coming alongside him. Okay? We said a couple times, team that gets golf, probably losing there. Now, somehow the Lions are saying, no, they won, even though they picked up a massive contract. Mm -hmm. A lot of first-round picks do what you got to do. You got Jared Goff. Hey, Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Jerry Goff won some playoff games. Matthew Stafford's never done that. Yeah. He went 10 and 6 and won a playoff game last year. Carson Wentz, he was almost an MVP. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm a team, I don't fucking want him. All right. No way. Because <laughs> whenever they did do those things, it was a much different time than it, it seems to be right now. Jared Goff got benched for Wolford at the end of the season last year. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a little bit banged up, and Wolford was a stud. Stud, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that quarterback room. We got Duck Hodges now. Yeah. You got Wolford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got fucking Matthew Stafford in LA. That's electric. But whenever you talk about those two quarterbacks, Goff, who just recently got benched, 
for Wolford, and then Carson, who got benched for Jalen and then caused that entire organization to completely implode inside of itself whenever people are being benched in the fourth quarter, and then now you've got a guy who can't speak as the head coach. I mean, there's yeah. just a lot of shit going on. We don't need to get in Carson, even though Frank Reich knows Carson, and Jim Irsay alluded to the fact that Frank Reich picked Philip Rivers over Tom Brady yeah. last week. Yep. Which, mm-hmm. You know, Phil Rivers had a great year. Okay, but what yeah, are we Phil. doing moving forward, I asked. And he said, we were very competitive, his exact words. We were very competitive with uh, Stafford. And then the Rams threw a bomb. Good for them, he said, basically. We couldn't do that. And then he asked if I could throw. Hey, okay, hold on. So what's the plan going forward? I don't think they fucking know, but I want to let them know. I am. I mean, I am ready. And the thing about me is since I retired early in the position I played, I got a lot of hits left. Hell yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. True. You know, like my hit card on my body, ready Whoa. to go. Yeah. The brain, even though it can be a little bit cloudy sometimes mm-hmm. because of uh, not because of things I decide to bring in there. I feel like I still pick. I oh, do virtual oh. reality football the other day because yeah. in, in Nick's house, happy birthday, Nick. And I was, I was, I mean, I was. Maybe I do train a little bit. Okay. Or maybe Chris you starts figuring it out. Up. Who are we getting, Chris? All right, we need a fucking quarterback. Stafford's gone. There's no way Chris Ballard was going to give up four picks, it seems no. like, to do that. Congrats to the Rams getting in there and getting the job done, but that's a big conversation. Uh, this week, obviously, Super Bowl. We got a lot of guests coming on. I mean, today, we got the Snickers Hungriest Player, Jordan. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. If you recall this season, they were giving out this fucking iced out. Snickers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You remember that? Nice Diesel. little piece. Yeah. Pretty expensive from what I'm told. Yeah. What was it, like 70? 60 grand, I believe. Or yeah, 60, 70 grand or whatever. Oh, diamonds. I stop. Snickers. Yeah. Why wait? <laughs> Kyler was voted the hungriest player of the year. Mm-hmm. He'll be joining us at 125. He also just won the Pro Bowl MVP <laughs> this weekend playing Madden. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk to him about all Man. that stuff. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. He also won the Heisman. We'll talk to him. Clyde Christensen will join us at 2.05 Eastern Standard Time. He's quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whoa. Okay. The interesting thing about him being a quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, he was also quarterback coach for Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, oh. and uh, many others Damn. while he was coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Good friend of mine. Great golfer. One of these people you don't hear about much. You have no idea this guy exists, but he's like best friends with Peyton, and I would assume at this point really good friends with Tom. Just an incredible coach. A guy, right, right, right. <laughs> right, right. Everything's like positive whenever he's talking. Been around the game a long time. He enters another Super Bowl week. I cannot wait to hear what it's been like behind the scenes watching Tom Brady in this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team fully become Tampa Bay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because yeah. it started happening there at the end of the year. We'll talk to him about that. And how much did this guy come into play while all this was popping off? Was there any Peyton conversations with Tom or Clyde this year to kind of figure out how to get this offense going? I'd assume the answer is yes, but we will find out at 2.05. And then Ian Rappaport will also join us in the 2 o'clock hour. Your phone call is hopefully one eight 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 mad dog 6 <laughs> This weekend, yesterday, we had a massive event uh, in the office, and uh, it was on the Oculus, in the Oculus Arena. It was a World Oculus Ping Pong Championship Challenge. There it is, correct. Uh, We ended up giving away over Mm -hmm. $10,800. None of it's mine. It's all from the boys, but the commentators, Ty and Connor, I appreciate what you guys did yesterday. Well, appreciate you, too, because Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I've never really watched that much virtual ping pong like that, but... (laughs) Seeing you set up your shots and, you know, I mean, like I said, there's like that little delay when no one who was playing you could see, but 
me and Connor were just like, oh, okay, here comes the forehand. They yeah. had no idea. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because you get a chance to see the. Because whenever you're playing virtual reality ping pong, you're playing real life ping pong. We talked about this yesterday on the stream. The first ever video game was what that slow ass pong. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right where they just like kind of move the thing, and then they would just move it back and forth, and then oh, you missed it. Mm -hmm. All right, here it goes again. And they were pumped, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, could you imagine what life was like before that? That was a blast whenever that happened. But now we're at virtual reality in the Super Pong, which is this thing. It's the most realistic game I have found on the Oculus. And now that I'm, I'm getting pretty good, we're turning training into content. And the content's turning into cash giveaways. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, the entire thing revolved around if I got a win, 50 bucks on the boys go mm -hmm. into the pot. If I get a skunk, 500 bucks. If they beat me, 500. That did not happen. That did not, not happen. once. <laughs> that did not happen. No. no. Not one time. But it was a lot of games. And it was a Zito production. Shout out to Zito. Hey, 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 I appreciate you, Zito, doing Team that. Effort. We'll probably do it again, I'd assume. YouTube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. We tried to do Twitch last week. It's just not really our home. I don't really understand it. But we, we're not scared to, though. No. Nah. Hey. Just like Justin Herbert refused to say he'd wear Adidas, I want to let it publicly be known. Mm -hmm. I will learn to twitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, yeah. Right. I am okay doing yeah. that. Uh, but Evan Foxy was in there, one of the competitors. Yeah. How much he lose? 900 bucks? Yeah, yeah I'm basically 1000 uh, bucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to blow smoke right now. You're very good. Thank you. I'm like, Thank I feel you. like I played pretty decent, and I still had no chance. I think eight points out of 11 was the highest I scored. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, down 1000 though. I want to thank you for wearing that shirt because uh, – that shirt's actually going to help me pay oh, my fine. Oh, and uh, actually, right now on yeah. store.patmacvyshow.com, you can get that shirt or this awesome MCDC shirt, shirt. for twenty percent off using promo code Foxy. Wow! Wow! Obviously, what this guy thinks. By the way, this I'll is what Foxy would do. Too. By the way, what? I thought he was giving money to the people. Now he's taking money from the people just to, to give, give money back. to the people. Wow! Just to give them the money no, back. You get a cool T-shirt with it. We like to call that a Ponzi scheme, yeah. Pat. Supervillain. Yeah. He is just shuffling cash right yeah. now, robbing Peter to pay Peter. Yeah, Unbelievable, <laughs> this guy. This guy's making money to pay off debts by selling false hope. Yeah, that it. Well, that's oh, what Detroit. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. that's kind of Detroit's. <laughs> that's that's Detroit. their motto. That's we just hey, we're getting three first round picks. Mm -hmm. We're getting three first round picks. That's a lot of hope, uh, Mansour. You also played. You sacrificed yourself. You were terrible. You knew you were going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, beyond right. terrible. And I appreciate you doing that. Uh, happy birthday, Nick Moraldo. Thank you. Please, that's enough. Please, that's too much. Thank you. Uh, th two things. First of all, thank you, Pat, for being one of the few people to come by over to my place and celebrate with me. Yep. Uh, a lot of sycophants in this room talked big game, but couldn't show up. Mm. Oh, a little snow. Oh, That's true, by the way. And I am a hermit. Yeah. Yeah. The like, guy with no social life, you know, went out of his way to come over, battled the elements. I did. But you got a four by four. No, no. I uh, slid all around. <laughs> so, you know, Nick I was on a bobsled out there. Okay, I want to let you know that I was on a bobsled myself. Ty, uh -huh. we made time out of our day because we we're like, hey, Nick's only turning thirty-five one time. You only right. do it once. You got to do it one time. Hell yeah! So we went, unlike you guys. Well, yeah, I mean, Nick's terrible people. I don't even leave my house. He doesn't. I don't go anywhere. I go. I go here. I go to home. I go to work. I go to home. I go wrestle. I go to home, I go to <laughs> office. That's all I do. I don't do anything else. You guys, you guys are out and about all the time. No, 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 no. All the time. Nick said it wasn't a big deal if we didn't come. It was snowing out. If I knew he was going to act like such a woman about it today, Whoa. that means yeah, I wasn't Whoa. showing up on 
That is disgusting. Hold on, hold on. Please, please. Please, if we could. Hold on, Nick. Please. Thank you. That is what I'm talking about. Oh, sexism. Ty is scared that your sexism will just radiate into his brain potentially. He is getting out of the frame as quick as possible. What a terrible person you are. Not only for what you just said, that is just kind of compounded it all, but also refusing to go to a guy's birthday party whenever he's out there, what? Slicing balls at Top Golf. That's unbelievable. If it was snowing on Friday, I wouldn't have gone to Top Golf. Bad guy. Risk my life here. By the way, your lady posted what? Your worst shot you had? That was the best shot. It disappeared on the left side. It went right and it came back. That was like a 55 pointer, I'm pretty sure. Pat, riddle me this. You've been here for a long time. How in the world? Do people that live here yeah. not know how to drive when there's any snow on the ground? That's like, now that is, by the way, Gumpy and I. Gumpy and I were Very on the highway, point. Pat, on the highway, and we were watching folks in all sorts of vehicles just driving like they were playing fucking Mario Kart and slipping on banana peels. Everywhere. Wow, that's uh, that is something about Indiana. It yeah, is. Yes. You know, when rain comes out, also potentially a bit problematic. Yeah. And the issue is every every road is so wide open mm-hmm. and it's so flat. They don't have anything to like, kind of fear. So. Turns in the road, big problem. A little bit of rain comes, whoa. Snow comes, shut it down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, you know, every other city that I've ever lived in, you got a lot of shit, okay? You got mountains coming in there. Mm-hmm. You got maybe like tiny little road construction happening all day, every day. Out here, roads are relatively wide open. Yeah. Speed limit's pretty big. But if there's a turn, there's going to be a problem because you don't know what's on the other side. And if it snows, whew, that might as well be the white devil coming down there. That's right. You know what I mean? There's those, a chance they're going to die. <laughs> in those people's defense, the roads were pretty sick. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I almost bad. crashed. I, so I, lived, nice. I lived two blocks away yeah. from Nick, and I almost crashed on my way home. So I want to let you know, I sacrificed yeah. my wife and I's body and soul to celebrate. Wow. We appreciate Mansuri and Gumpy obviously mm-hmm. making the effort. And uh, pretty despicable, everybody else that was out and about. Nick, Diggs didn't have a chance because Diggs had something else going on. Oh, okay. I, but Foxy and Connor. I do. Yeah, I want to yeah. say I apologize to Nick. And Nick, for your birthday, I'm going to get you one of these cool MCDC shirts. 20% off store.packmackyshow.com. Oh, well, it's funny you that, Fox, because uh, Pat did give me an incredible gift. But I also want to give back to the listeners and all of you with this incredible gift of Tushy. Tushy oh, Classic ooh. 3.0. Oh. Stop wiping your butt. Start washing with Tushy. It is a personal bidet, so you don't have to leave your house, home, toilet system, put it right on there, and just shoot water up your butt nice and clean. This is great. Is I, I like this. Nick also owes, I think, 1000 or 2000 I do owe yeah. a significant amount of money, yeah. Oh, you're cutting little side deals here with huh. Tushy. Interesting. I've oh. never even heard of that company. How, how do, how do, I've never even heard of Tushy. What a... uh, well, they advertise on your favorite podcast, The Pod, BMI. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I like that y'all motherfuckers, by the way, as soon as you guys lose, you're like, all right, how do we have to scheme this money to give away to the commenters, which, by the way, entrepreneurial mindset, Smart. I really yeah. respect it. That's business, baby. Now, I hope no shirts sell. And now, I like the shirt, but only the ones that, what, you have a promo code now all of a sudden? Yeah, promo code FOXY. Okay, so wow. if you buy the shirts without those promo codes, by the way, you will get out of FOXY potentially True. finagling his way out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good his point. Also, buy them full price. Well, I'm just saying, well, if you're going to buy them, I mean, maybe think about what's being had. Yeah, stand for the principle. Maybe promo code GOF would have been better, FOXY. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Got him, dude. All right, super Monday. Let's get back. <laughs> I appreciate your little side deals. You two worked back there. I really do. That's rather hilarious. Don't oh. forget all the good uh, Super Bowl prop bets at uh, FanDuel this week. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> it's nothing sacred. 
Gump also owes a lot of money for what I happened. I mean, barely. Not much, not much at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Played well. He was a good player. Was Quick player. Viva Zito. Please, what is your poll for today? Let's oh. get to a break, then we'll answer some polls. I'm just on the other disgusted stuff. right now, by Why? the way. What's going on? All the things going on back there. Yeah, well, Zito tried to put this thing together, and we wanted to put this together as a giveaway for the viewers and for the listeners Thank and everything you. like that. Mm-hmm. That's what the purpose of the Oculus Olympics was. Okay? Not only sharpening the axe and potentially you know, prepare for the real Oculus Olympics someday that need to happen or whatever. And by the way, this is all free ads to Oculus. They fucking, <laughs> they owe me, I think, at this point. Yeah. But they've given me enough, by the way, with this entire thing. And the boys lose, and what do they do? Instead of saying, you know what? That was, this is, this is going to feel very good. Very yeah. So we got tushy deals popping yeah. off. Yes. I don't know. And obviously, Gumpy got a text from FanDuel right. saying, hey, if you want to promote the biggest radio sports talk show host, and also others going to Fandle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I appreciate you doing that. And then Foxy's, I mean, I don't even know how he had time to put up a code. We try to put yeah. up a code. It takes two, three weeks. Wild. Yeah, it's remarkable, really. Thank you, Phil. Oh, wow. Oh, oh so he's in cahoots. Oh, Nick's oh wow. Phil's in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zito, please, yep. what is your poll? Let's go ahead and get to a break. Then we'll answer some phone calls on the other side. Then we have Kyler Murray joining us and then Clyde Christensen and Rappaport. Big day, big day. Woo! Happy Super Bowl Monday. Uh, Detroit poll today. Will, or not really Detroit anymore. Will Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl with the Rams? Right now, yes, 35.9%. Wow. No way, 64.1%. See, I disagree. I don't know, actually. Winning the Super Bowl might be tough. It'll be tough. Good, maybe we should get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There you okay. go. You know what I mean? Maybe get tomorrow's. Probably tomorrow. <laughs> maybe a thread. Put it in a thread, maybe. I'll put it under it? Yeah, put it as a thread and say, right. will he get to the Super Bowl as a Ram? Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance, by the way. I I am a believer in Matthew Stafford. The one time he had a top 10 defense in his career, the Lions went 11-5. He's so, never had a run game either. Lost Ever. in the first round of playoffs. Yeah, so... But they didn't have a run game. They didn't have a run game. Yeah, they didn't have a run game. That changes Or everything. Sean McVay, by the way. Wizkid. Only a Kelly Jones. <laughs> they got uh, Cooper Cup. Robert Woods. They're going to have to make some moves. They're going to they, sign they, Marvin Jones, they? bring him too. <laughs> and I guess if they redo Aaron Donald and Ramsey's contracts, which I guess they're saying it's possible, I don't know if Aaron Donald or Ramsey are going to be like, yeah, go ahead and just rearrange this money thing if you want. They can somehow move into the top 10 in cap space next year. So not only do they bring in Stafford, uh, another contract, they get rid of Goff's massive contract, they renegotiate Aaron Donald's and Jalen Ramsey, that'll move them up to having $21 million in free money. With the cap going down, they could potentially be top 10 in cap space, make even more moves. Jeez. How you doing, Chris Godwin? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. You want to come in? You want, uh, Antonio Brown will probably be available uh-huh. potentially unless the Bucks re-sign him after he makes seven hundred fifty thousand dollars more if he wins another su- if they mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl up there. What are you thinking over there, Dig? At Tone Diggs? I, I was thinking you were talking about possibilities, and now Goff the Goff contract was untradeable. Now Matt Ryan's tradable, Carson Wentz is tradable, yeah, Kirk Cousins is tradable. Yeah, you just got to hope there's more lions out there that fleece teams, <laughs> yeah, or coaches that well, really loved coaching with a certain quarterback. And now they're on a team that needs a quarterback that didn't get Matthew Stafford. Huh. Are you talking about the Niners that were uh, looking for a quarterback, but Matt Ryan is out there? Correct. Look for Kirk Cousins' name, I guess, to potentially mm-hmm. pop up for the Niners. Shanahan yeah. liked Kirk Cousins in Washington. What's going on? I don't think that's the quarterback Tony was talking about, Pat. What are you talking about? I mean, Wentz is still a possibility to come oh, down. No. Where? Here. Oh. He's not. Uh-oh. <laughs> that is not what I'm talking about. Wentz and Frank. I heard he's in town. I, and there's no way. Uh-oh. <laughs> and by the way, maybe that's why Ballard followed up with the can you throw, because he's already heard. <laughs> yeah. 
Because if he sends back, there's a couple other options out there, and then I, he knows that I'm coming back with. Mm -hmm. not, better, not this guy. Better be a fucking John Deere rider. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get your camo out. <laughs> I'll be excited to see what Deshaun Watson's trade within the division to the Colts will look like. <laughs> yeah, that will be interesting. Let's go for that one. Two ones, two twos, and two defensive players. <laughs> well, no. Some people can't are saying... give two defensive players. Our defense is good. That's why we want Deshaun here. Yeah. All right. We ain't we ain't got time to give that up. You know, all Jack Easterby needs to do, maybe he needs to pray mm -hmm. to become a little bit less selfish. Amen. Oh, like you it. want two ones, two twos, and two oh, players? Yeah. Come on, would God do that? Is greed not one of the ten things? That's right. Seven. Yeah. Yes. Some people it's are saying seven. Some people are saying five ones for Watson. <laughs> five. Who is saying five ones? I believe good, in no friend. slander. Dane Orschlovsky said that this morning. I love Dan. <laughs> and maybe that would be the case, especially after two number ones and a quarterback go for Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, the Rams are looking into Aaron Rodgers. He is not tradable. Is what the Aaron Rodgers said, but then Gutekunst came out and said that's not true. They weren't even asking. Yeah, which Ooh. then is like, well, what's your? Well, what's going what's on? Oh. Well, then, well, then what are you talking about here, huh? Lafleur came out and said he's not going anywhere. Everybody needs to stop. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, special guest joining us right now Woo. is the Snickers hungriest player of the year for the 2020 NFL season. Like last year, players who showed hunger with a big player moment on the field were awarded this Snickers chain throughout the regular season. Kyler won the chain in week 10 of the regular season. The chain is valued at over $60,000. Wow. And Snickers has allowed him to donate the chain to benefit heroes on the front lines in Arizona, including nurses and other essential workers. Shout out to him uh, for not only doing that, but also joining us, ladies and gentlemen, Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Chain looks fantastic. When are you donating it? Or are you just trying to rock it for Ooh. a day or two? Ooh. 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 Uh, looks fantastic. Congrats on that. Yeah. When are you donating it? And shout out to you for doing that. Appreciate it. Uh, actually, I got to figure out where we're going to donate it to. So um, right now, it's just chilling on my neck. It's not weighing <laughs> me down a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's a good deal. Uh, Kyler, obviously, Snickers' hungriest player of the year. Congratulations on that. Early, we saw some of the most electrifying shit I've ever seen on a football field. I, that You hit that dosey do You hit that and then you uh, skirted around on the goal line. It seemed to be an unstoppable play. But it felt like going into this year, you either had more confidence, you felt more comfortable because it was obviously your second year. What was it about the first year to the second year that made you kind of take that leap? And what are we going to do going into year three? How do we keep this thing going? Yeah, I think the sky's the limit. Um, you know, I think uh, getting all those reps my rookie year, uh, I could feel the transformation towards the end of that, you know, my rookie year. Like, I mean, we started to play better, started to get more comfortable. Um, I had seen about every defense I could possibly see. Um, so going into year two when we came back for camp, you know, through all those Zoom meetings and stuff like that, we got on the field. Um, you know, I could tell it was a difference just, you know, from pre-snap to post-snap. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I felt good against our defense. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we, we looked pretty good. And then we came out. Um, we started off pretty hot, and then you know we took a took a kind of a disappointing turn. Ended up you know not making the playoffs. 
which is very disappointing. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, expect it to be a lot better in year three. Yeah, if you lose the Super Bowl, you don't make the playoffs, you have the same outcome in the season, okay? You, you, there's only one team that's actually thrilled. Now, granted, making the playoffs would be a whole different step for you guys. Yeah. What was it you think? Was it um, – did you, did you think teams were – like, what was it you think that made you guys struggle a little bit there? Because I want to let you know, you're not allowed to do this. Uh, but whenever I saw you do said play against human, I have just a natural reaction to be like, okay, I'm going to fucking bet on that guy. All right? <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead. If, if that professional athlete can do that against other professional athletes, I got a lot of hope for them. Then we, we – I bet heavily on you guys. And we made some money together. Okay, and then there was a couple times where we didn't. But it felt like we didn't know each week. Like, was it was – it, was it, what was it about week to week? It felt like that the team was either we were coming, we weren't. What was the whole thing? And how do you change that, you think? Man, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, it was it was there was this like, just you just didn't know which team you were getting, and I think that comes down to the, you know us being inconsistent. Um, you know, and, and for me, I think it's, it starts with the little things. I've, I've said it before. Um, you know, just like I know, you know, it, it, organizations that win, they do everything right. They do everything the right way. Um, the attention to detail, um, the small things. Like I've said, how you do anything is how you do everything. And I think we got to get to the point where we do everything the right way and we don't take any of that stuff for granted. Um, and I think that'll, you know, kind of change the narrative or uh, the feel around the organization. Because, like, the Cardinals, we really haven't won a lot as far as, you know, the organizations have been a, um, an organization. Well, yeah, they were in in the position to draft you. So, I mean, that is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, that is, that's kind of the give and take. But also, you guys are a young organization right now. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury was hanging out at USC for a month and a half, and then all of a sudden he's the head coach. And, all, and you're in your second year, and the franchise is going there. How has the relationship been with Cliff? What do people maybe not realize from outside the building, aside from seeing that he has the dopest drug lord house in the history <laughs> of houses on yeah. draft night? What do you what is it like with Cliff Kingsbury? And have you seen like growth with you two, basically not only as a player coach, but also in the NFL, your first time really going at it together? Yeah, he's, he's got a beautiful house. I've, I've never been there before <laughs> you ask, just because everybody's been asking me if I've been there, have I seen the living room? I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, no, I've definitely seen the growth. Um, you know, I think we, that first year we both had to get used to um, the league. Um, and it, it's, this is the highest level, man. It's the, the elite of the elite. Everybody's good. Um, so it, it took it took a second, but I think year two, man, we, we came out. Like I said, we, we, we made strides. Uh, we showed flashes, but at, now it's about, you know, putting it together each and every week um, to, to take that next step. Kyler, how big is your I lead? Like you. hey, I, I see you. I see you. <laughs> how big is your lead on first if you see me step into the batter's box? <laughs> This one right here, pal. I, I, I might just, I might just stand on the base. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't need to move. You look good. Oh, you say ball's going out. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm more like Ichiro, yeah, yeah, though. I'm not going for homers. I'm just moving people on base. That's what I'm playing. <laughs> Do you um? We, go ahead. You know, I said we might need to work on that stance, though. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, come on. All right, listen. All right, I've played professional baseball. Have you? <laughs> No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, I know the draft and everything, and my name slipped through all 50 <laughs> rounds. All right? My name slipped through. But I played in the Frontier League one night. Ty, tell him. Ty, tell him. Yeah, pretty oh, damn good. 333 on, uh, on, on, base, on percentage. base percentage. Woo! Now, it was a wild Woo! overthrow, and I had to slide in, but I got in there, pal. A I thousand, got in there. A thousand fielding percentage. I like you. you ever I like play? 
You ever play anymore? You ever do anything with baseball? Or is that something where you've had to completely flip the switch so you can focus completely on football? Because I, you know this, obviously. I mean, there's not a lot of humans uh, that have been able to accomplish anything that you've been able to do. Dion, I guess. Uh, Bo, there's a couple. Being the eighth overall pick, top 10 pick in both sports, baseball and football, is something not a lot of humans have been able to accomplish. For you to make the decision yeah. to do football, how tough was that? And did you have to completely turn off baseball to focus on football, or is there still like the potential thought process about it? Uh, to answer the last question, I, I think there's there's still there's, there's still it's still there, you know, because I've been doing it my whole life. It wasn't like oh, you know, I need I have to turn this off to uh, be be elite at football. I've been doing both my whole life. Um, I think that it was it was definitely the hardest decision I've ever had to make, just because, you know, like I said. Um, Given the age, my commitment, and giving them my word, telling them that I was going to come play uh, if they, you know, allowed me to play one more season of football just because, you know, I had been waiting. You know, obviously, Bake was the quarterback and then waiting my turn. I wasn't going to go play baseball if I didn't get my chance to, you know, do my thing on the football field. Um, and then once I got my chance, you know, I knew I was going to – I knew what I was going to do my last season at OU, did it, and then <laughs> put myself in the position to, um, you know, be number one pick. Uh, which made things harder, but that's, you know, you can never have too many options, so. So what? I mean, <laughs> so what? I mean, so will you do, you know, like you see Russell Wilson will go, you know, with the Yankees. Oh, yeah. He's going and playing with the Yankees. You know, he's fucking yeah. turning two up. Mm -hmm. You know, he's having a good time. You know, he's doing his thing. <laughs> will we ever see you do that? Man, I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, um, I, I would love to. You know, I would love to. I think that'd be good for. Uh, I think that'd be good for everybody. Maybe do both. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think it's tough because I play quarterback. Yeah, I could do it because I don't got a lot on my plate. You know, <laughs> I don't have to watch film. There isn't a lot of people depending upon me. But as a quarterback, that would be very, very difficult. Now that I think about it, would you be? How would you do that? You would have to like a lot each hour for certain things. Like, all right, film here. Then we're gonna do a little BP here. Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna, your well, life would become insane. <laughs> it would be insane if you were to do that. I don't know if you'd be able to do it. I, I think I could. Man. I Ooh. think you know. Uh, but baseball season should be starting up. Like it would, it would have been started by now, right? Like, yeah. uh, I'm not the guy. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not either. I'm not. Either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you just your entire life, you just ran by everybody. You like, you're one of the greatest athletes to ever exist. That's that has has it been like that your entire life? I, your high school film, I think, is unbelievable. But has it been like that for everything? Yeah. Um, did you think the NFL was potentially going to get you? Did you think like, okay, the the, adult, the men's league, somebody, I'll be able to, I'll get caught up here. Did you ever think that? And then this year, you're just dosy doing around millionaires that are getting paid to be athletes. That was that was part of like, like my thought process coming out of college. Like, you know, I talked to I talked to Bake, I talked to a lot of guys that I know that I'm close to, that are in the league. Like, you know, what what's different? You know, um, can you 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 know every guy wonders, can you do what you did? at the next level or, you know, what you did at the current level and the next level. So, um, nah, I ended up, you know, going my gut. I knew I, I knew I was capable of, I knew what I could do. Um, so it was really just about, you know, being comfortable, uh, letting the game slow down and then taking off from there. What do you, you throw the ball just so effortlessly and then it just comes out on a rope. Yeah. On an, where were you, you, uh, you were outfielder baseball? I played, 
I played short my whole life. Uh, in, I played middle infant my whole life, and then once I got to OU, um, you know how they do. You know, if you got speed, they put you in the outfield. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm a big baseball guy. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Kyle, you mentioned playing at OU, um, and every year Lincoln Riley's up for a head coaching job in the NFL. Do you ever see him making that jump, or is he Oklahoma through and through? Uh, I can't, I can't really, I'm not going to, you know, give any, um, <laughs> whoa, 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 so that means you know, that means he like knows, yeah. wait a minute. No, no, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play. I think, uh, no, he's got, he's, he's got the best job in college football damn near. So, um, you know, he, he's, he's like the king of Norman. So I don't, I don't, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Well, we know you have to get out of here very soon. Let's talk about you winning the MVP for the Pro Bowl this year. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. Congratulations. Hell yeah. We didn't watch. Sure. We, we didn't watch. We should have, knowing that you were coming on the show today. We should have definitely watched. That would have been – we could have done a better job. That's on us, all right? That's why I didn't you get drafted. Talk to. Dog. Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> failure to prepare is preparing for failure, by the way, and that's what happened here. But uh, what happened? You played Madden. You're very good. You beat everybody. Is that how we won the MVP? What happened this weekend? Nah, we um. So so me and Deshaun, we it was set up. You know, it was me, Deshaun, or me, Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Adams, and Bubba Wallace. Um, we played against Keyshawn Johnson, Deshaun Watson, Derrick Henry, and Snoop Dogg. Um, they were the AFC, obviously. We were the NFC. Um, me and Deshaun played first quarter, and then it kind of switched off from there. You had your matchups for each quarter. Um, but I, I think just the combination of the skill and the coaching ability, I think that's what propelled me to. <laughs> Are you a gamer, too? No, I'm on, I'm on it. I'm on, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an avid. Like, I, I tell people, like, if I didn't play sports, like, I would – I think I would dead ass be a professional gamer. Oh, yeah. What do you play? Call of Duty? You out there sniping people right in the head? I, I, I play Duty. I play. I play it all Fortnite. I play Madden, Two K, FIFA. Like you name it. Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you get in the Oculus Arena, Ooh. Kyler? You, you talking about you talking about the goggles? Yeah, I'm talking about the Oculus Arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You play ping pong? I'd assume you're very good at ping pong. I'm pretty nice at ping pong. <laughs> All right, you can afford your own. Get the Oculus. <laughs> I'd like to play you in a game called Eleven. It's it's real life ping pong. Uh, yeah, you got to introduce me to that. You got it. Have a good one today. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Uh, congrats on the Snickers thing. Way to donate it back and keep crushing it, ladies and gentlemen. Kyler Murray. Thank you. Yeah. I bet you he's unbelievable. Oh, people. Probably. Very shortstop. Short. Yeah, I mean, he's got that range. Talk about quick feet. I mean, <laughs> I would assume he's unbelievable. Good hand eye. Yeah. <laughs> Good conversation, by the way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I had no idea what to expect there talking to him, to be honest. I've never really seen him do many interviews. Shout out to him. Yeah. That was a great I'll conversation. He wants to do both, by the way. Mm-hmm. Huh. That'll be, a, I believe people will talk about that. Oh, yeah. I think so. And no he, doubt that he could do both. Feels like he could, yeah. Said, How would you do it, though? What do you, all right, I'm going to spend this hour. We're going to take a nap, recharge. This 30 minutes, we're going to go ahead and watch film on the pitcher. This 30 minutes, we're going to take some BP. Mm-hmm. This hour, we got to watch NFL film. This, this hour, we got to do this. Re- recovery, workout, sleep, eat. That would have to be his entire day. But by the way, Marky Mark does it. Yeah, sure. Yes. The Rock does it. Mm-hmm. If you want to be up there at that top, that is kind of how your day is. It's just slotted every single day. You are a machine. You are one of the greatest athletes of all time. If you want to do something that no other quarterback in the history of the league has been able to accomplish, it's going to be a tough go. But you, I think he could do it. He is so athletic. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. From March to August, probably not too bad for him. But August, September, October. 
It's going to be a little difficult. Okay, if there's Zoom calls, though, Uh-oh. if there's Zoom, Zoom training camps, mm-hmm. he can technically do football training camp via Zoom anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The rats, though. The timing of the routes. Need those. You would need DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. You would need Julio out there. <laughs> you would need Devontae Adams. Yep. You would need three studs that you don't have to work on, just like the timing of everything that you can just throw and get a big. Because DeAndre, it does not matter. I mean, <laughs> Kyler's going to sling the ball mm-hmm. and he's going to make a play on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Devontae Adams, he's going to get a wide ass open with his feet. Now, yep. granted, with a talented thrower, you, it works out even better, mm-hmm. but Kyler, I do believe, is a talented ball thrower. And then when you got Julio, it's just like, okay, Julio's down there somewhere. Go deep. But a lot of other quarterbacks would have quite the advantage of the offseason being able to train with timing and things like that. Do you think that's even possible? I feel like in order to be as good as he would want to be at either one of them, you have to commit full time. By the way, I do not believe in that theory that people can't be great at numerous things, but – in this particular case, it seems like it would benefit one or the other if you were to commit to one. Because I just don't think there are enough hours in the day. If he was going to play baseball, he'd be an everyday player, you know. So like, and especially with like a, a baseball schedule, and then on top of football, like, I just is there enough time you could even commit to both of them? I'm not 100 percent sure. I like in this particular case, I do believe that you would have to commit to one or the other. Mm-hmm. But I am a firm believer in you can be great in numerous things. For sure. Well, and hey, if the sure. NFL helps him out, give him a couple cupcakes in September, you know, then he's <laughs> fine. If they don't make it to the World Series, then, you know, he put a full season. You're right. 100% right. Be easy. Play like- NFL cupcakes, by the way, those those are very yeah. – send the Lions in. Yep. yep. Well, they did last probably, year, by yeah. the way. They did that last year. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Lions beat them. Whoa. Yeah, they did. They did. Wow. Wait till they see Goff and those Lions. Oh. Trembling in their boots. Wait till they see Motor City Dan Campbell. Representing the NFC. <laughs> Out of Motown. Detroit Rock City. Motor City Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, and the Detroit Lions. Full Jogging sprint. out of the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> that team's going to do great. Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. None of it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? You're, before the time you get to the, the shortstop, it's already happened. All right. That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love. Right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, Mm -hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and... Go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all. Ooh. And then you just have the time of your life. Yeah. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Jesus. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. No mm-hmm. spaces. Uh, and you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. All right. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Shout out to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. 
Joining us right now, college football national champion and Super Bowl champion, AJ Hawk. How you doing, AJ? I'm doing great. Is is quiet here yet? Well, I think we had to call him because the video that we use to run the open is used on the same computer that we do for the FaceTime call, a second Mm -hmm. FaceTime call if we have to do it. So we have to wait for the video to end. Then we run this bad boy. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now. Thank you, AJ. um, Joining us now is a man who's been coaching forever. A man who a lot of people might not know exists, but has worked with an incredible amount of talented quarterbacks in the NFL in a personal and obviously professional way. A man who was one of my coaches whenever I was with the Indianapolis Colts. He is now the quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ladies and gentlemen, Clyde Christensen. Let's go, Clyde! Good to be with you. You did play for me, emergency quarterback, for a couple (laughs) years. People don't know that. People forget the work we put in, too. I used to have to take snaps, do ducks, do cadences, rollouts. I mean, I really, by the way, one time I thought back to this the other day, uh, whenever the Indianapolis Colts were kind of milling over who their next quarterback was going to be. And, you know, I texted Ballard this morning. He sent me a text back asking if I can still throw. I thought back to a drill where the incredible equipment managers at the Indianapolis Colts, T and Frog, had to run like comebacks it was like maybe 15 yards down the field or whatever and it was in between drills and i just popped into your drill out of nowhere which i'm sure you appreciated now hindsight out of (laughs) nowhere and i'm glad we didn't have to use you i'm glad i'm glad we we didn't get you hurt or anything and we 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 kept your career alive there i'm I'm glad for everybody's sake we didn't have to use you well you said hit him on his outside knee is what you said i believe hit him on his outside outside yeah and i threw a dart (laughs) i mean it was like maybe the best throw i've ever thrown in my entire life and i obviously strutted off and clyde some incredibly quick-witted and incredible line came out of your mouth immediately following that and i it was cool to kind of see that side of you and then i've obviously got a chance to golf with you and chat with you and then you hear about the history with peyton manning who i would assume i don't know i haven't talked to him much or you much in the recent months considers you one of his nearest and dearest friends andrew luck same thing now tom brady what is it you just you know the way these greats think like what do you think it is uh, about you you think it's uh do you think it's the way you throw a ball sidearm still like what do you think it is no i think it might be my wife's cooking i think it's my wife's <laughs> cooking i think uh, you know i don't i don't know what it is i you know i stay out of their way i've always thought of myself as kind of the stable boy who uh gets kicked in the shin a few times keeps everything mucked out and then get them to the track on time and let them do their deal <laughs> That's, a, that's 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 I, I I'm a high paid stable guy. That's what I am, and uh, but been been privileged to watch an awful lot of awful lot of great players do their deal out there. So I think a lot of times coaches do get in the way. You know, part of my job is get out of their way and let them roll and let them do what they do and try and make it simple. And and uh, you know that's what we've always tried to do. And then and then care care. You know, it's not not that darn complicated a formula. Just care. You know. It's amazing what someone will do if they think you care about them and that you care about more than just their football. So that's uh, that's probably my oversimplification there. So with two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, how do you do that? How do you not overanalyze everything and go in there and try to just confuse your players with this? Yeah, no, that that's part of it. it, it and, uh, you know, it's, it's been nice. One of the nice things for us has been that we're at home. You know, that, that that's made it – all the logistics are different. We're at home and uh, – 
but you do you kind of you have a there's a tendency i just saw you know there's just there's a tendency to do too much and each week you're adding and the next week you add you keep seeing hey let's try this let's try this so so the genius we're going to try and have this thing done and We'll, we'll let Tom cut it down, and then we'll get it down to a workable number, and then get a, a second week kind of practicing the same thing. So that it, it, it's hard because you do you kind of every day everyone walks in with a couple new ideas, and by by game time you could be you could you could be a mess. So that is that is it's a challenge. You'd be you'd be shocked. Brady was telling me the other day that uh, he used to love to go into the coordinator's room in the hotel and slip a couple new plays. <laughs> On Saturday night before the Super Bowl, under his door, just to just to get him rattled, which, which you know, which hey, will do that. Hey, we all know how that goes, you know. That uh, so Saturday night, a couple sheets of paper come under your door. And they got two new plays he wants in, and uh, and uh, then you you scramble around and try and try and uh, do damage control on that thing. I used to when that would happen with Peyton. That was when I'd always see all the receivers and everyone's hip would drop, you know. <laughs> You'd have a brainstorm, and uh, you know they all knew that now here comes some more learning or a new code word or or something new. But uh, that's part of their genius too. I'll say this: it's a headache and it's a pain in the neck. But usually, if they do that, they make it work because it's theirs. It's theirs. Like if they feel strongly enough about something, put it in because they're going to make the thing work. It might be to you know stick it up your rear, but you know, or or because they just believe in it and they saw how it was going to how it works, but uh, they, they were, you know, they will make that work. Yeah, and I think people don't talk about that enough whenever people say somebody spoke something into existence. And speaking something into existence is putting something out there. And then if it doesn't work, by the way, it's on you. So if, there you a, go. if a player comes and says, hey, boys, I know we just had three days of game planning. Okay, I know we just went through all. And you guys dedicated so much time to watch film. I, But I feel like we should do it this way tomorrow. So we got to relearn all this stuff. It, that's... If that doesn't work, by the way, on the other side of that, you know how yeah. awkward and uncomfortable that is. But if yeah, you take it, the shot to do it, how many, whenever you think about Peyton and Tom, and you just told us that uh, Tom Brady at this point going to his 10th Super Bowl as uh, as one player going to his 10th Super Bowl, he has Super Bowl pranks that he does at this point. That's how much he has been to the Super Bowl is 10 times. He's like, oh, before every Super Bowl, you should hear what I do. It's like, <laughs> he's done that so many times at this point. It's unbelievable. At what point this year, do you I, I, I actually thought we'd had some success, you know, and I go, you, you know, he'll give me the, how many, how many have you been to, you know, and I go, three, you know, three, and, you know, you know, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do, I do say this, none of them have an asterisk by them. They're not, they're not, no! none of them have an asterisk on them. So that, uh, you know, we do fight back a little bit. We get the stables clean, but we do fight back. Hey, at what point this year do you think it because watching your offense kind of try to figure it out has been awesome, right? You got a lot of new pieces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom, Tom has to learn a whole new system for the first time his entire career. Basically, the Tom Brady system was in New England. He comes in now. You, we talked to you before the season, and we chatted with yeah. Bruce as well. And there was a lot of conversation. Oh, he's going to change our offense. We're going to learn from him as well. I think you said we're going to get. We got to be able to combine. Did that happen this year? And what made that, you guys finally click? Because you guys that, became an offense down there that it started going. Good question, and. Uh... The the the, the storyline is he won so so that that'd be the storyline but no it just was a merger and it was hard as heck and uh, and I think I kept saying you know like you you know I think I said on your show that it's going to take a while like I think we're still playing at a deficit rep wise I still 
I really think that we need eight more games to play the best we can play. Like we're we're still a month out because we're still improving. Having two weeks this week has been terrific. You get a chance to practice. We still have a chance to improve, and that that's kind of been the theme. That I, I don't think we've hit our peak yet, and uh, but we are an improving team, and it was a slow but sure process. I thought it'd take half the season. It didn't happen. We still really weren't playing very well, and and uh, just slowly but surely, kind of game 12, 13, 14, that second half of Atlanta down at Atlanta. You know, they, like there were some points where it started hitting, but I still think it, a lot of it's out in front of us, that, you know, that, that, that this thing got on us, and we, and we still are at a deficit as far as time on task together. But he, it, it's been a neat thing. It's been hard, but, it, you know, like slowly but surely, and he did it right. He just learned ours. He took the whole bottle of medicine and then then he took hey here's some things i've done that can make us better that i know and understand it it's not just i think for people to understand it's not just learning to play they they learn to play really fast but it's now all of a sudden here comes blitz zero you know here here comes the honey badger coming up the a gap what do i do with this play now that's that's what takes so much time experience that's where his answers and our answers were different and slowly but surely you know that how he sees it's really important, and hey, what do I do with? Hey, okay, now those things are starting to gel a little bit, and uh, but but it, but it's been hard, and it's the reactions. Hey, we put this play in for cover two. Here comes cover three. What do we do now? I learned to play, but it was in for cover two. All those things, and that's where Peyton had the advantage when he went to Denver. He took his playbook, system, answers, practice schedules. <laughs> everything with him this guy came in and and just you know just just learned our whole system and then and what he's done is just slowly but surely tweaked it and made it his own and made it ours and uh and we we played a lot better it really hasn't hit till these playoffs right for us to really play good football the, the schedule got easier at the end of the season we played a little better but but the playoffs those three road wins it's coming together but i, I really believe that we're still not close to what we'd be if we had a whole offseason and a preseason. All right. That's exciting to hear, I'd assume, as the Buccaneers fan. And I apologize, AJ. But you just mentioned somebody that is obviously rather notable. 13-second conversation to get him in the Hall of Fame. Probably too long at this point. Uh, but you are very tight, obviously, with Peyton Manning, as you are now with Tom Brady. Is, there, is it just two different styles of... Uh, of competitor of hall of famer like is there comparisons has peyton been around at all has he talked like how has this whole thing gone because we've seen obviously their budding friendship then we i heard of a trip to tennessee where tom and peyton went down there in the off season and learned a little bit of i think that has been talked about what has it been like and you are a guy obviously a glue guy here between the two of them what has that whole process been like yeah, you know what's funny is uh, they end up with the same result. The same things are important to them, and that's winning, winning. And uh, and then they, I think they got some of the same genes, but they just get about they, – they go about it a different way. And, uh, you know, the thing I say is biggest difference. Like Peyton won everything right. He worked really hard at the beginning of the week. That When you went to Wednesday, he didn't want to practice anything that wasn't all set perfect. You know, he wanted it right, right from the beginning. Tom's kind of – Hey, let's let the week kind of go on, and but Tom's still tweaking on Friday and Saturday and getting the thing the way he wants it, you know. So like Peyton's was really an urgency. Tom's is much more of a of a hey, let's let's, let's by the end of the week we're going to be there. So uh, they just get there different ways, but they both have just such a 
a burning desire to be good and to win, like to win, whatever that takes to win. And uh, neither of them care about how many stats they have. No one cares about 53 throws or 500 yards. They want to win championships. And uh, and I think that's what makes them really, really, really unique, especially in these days where, where everyone's worried about, you know, what their numbers are, where they rate amongst other people. You're number but one for I, me. I, you know. Hopefully Peyton gets in. I feel like he's got a good chance. <laughs> I feel good about his chances. So that, that uh, you know, which would be fun because it'd be here in here in Tampa, and that would be really special. That'd be that'd be neat. And, and both of them work their tails off. That's that's the thing. Like it's three hundred sixty-five days a year. I've shared with you a hundred stories about Peyton. You know. You know, trying to hide from him on vacation, going places where there was no cell phones, and, <laughs> and, uh, so I could get a little summer vacation in. But like these guys are 365 days a year, they care about football. You know, and uh, Tom played in that golf thing to raise money, and you know, and, uh, he says, he says, you know, it's great because we're right, but I, right now all I care about is football. That's what that's what I care about, and uh, and so they are singular in that purpose. Coach, so if you were if you're coaching a guy that doesn't do that, that you don't have to hide from, that doesn't call you on vacation or slide slide notes under your door on Saturday night, like, would you be worried? Uh yeah, I, I'd probably have to coach. Yeah, I'd be real worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to coach somebody. Yeah, I'd be real worried. Absolutely, you know. But uh, no, I. You know what? I the guy. I've been lucky to be, here, and people get to it different ways, and. Uh, you know, Brad Johnson was one of those. He won a Super Bowl, and he he just, hey, you just call it, and I'll make it work. And if we called the wrong one, I'll throw it away, and we'll get it the next time. So everyone gets to it a different way. But they they got a, they got a couple of genes that are unique and special, and that's what I signed up for. I, I love I love being around thoroughbreds. You know, you you know full well you're going to get bit and kicked a couple of times, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I want to be around these guys. I, I want to be around. You know, I want to be around these guys. That 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 I get a charge out of that. That's that's special because they're they're wired different from everybody else. And then they beat your ass on a golf course too, yeah. right? No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> Not so fast on that. But. You've been no, in a lot they, of warm yeah, climates. They, 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 they cheat you. They 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 they're not afraid to. You know, no no pun intended. Not taking a shot at Tom. I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just a word, just a word. And uh, but no, they both they both. You know, like Peyton, Peyton, you played with Peyton. He's notorious. The rules start changing. I always have to have Stokely with me to interpret the rules and keep them from changing. Because at the end of the day, you know, eighteen holes turns to nineteen to twenty. You, you know, so you really just. Let them win so you can get home for dinner. You're like, it's not worth, it's not worth the battle. It's not worth the battle. I, think I, was, telling, I was telling a funny story, and uh, they were asking about Peyton's stories, you know, because now with the chance of him going in. But remember Tom Moore, right, who's with us here. And, Legend. Uh, so Pey- Peyton throws him a, a heck of a retirement party, right? A heck of a retirement party and uh, down at St. Elmo's. I don't know if you were there or not, but so he retires. So they He's still working today. That was about 25 years ago that he threw the retirement party. So Peyton calls me when he comes back out of retirement. He goes, "Hey, I want you to go to Tom, and I want to be. Re- I want him to reimburse me." For- <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like about half kidding, but there's always with him a half. You know, hey, I, I want you. You know, he didn't retire, so I want him to reimburse me at least half of the the party. You know, like I'm not throwing him a retirement party, and he doesn't retire. So, so uh, there's always there's always some fun in this thing. I think the other thing that those two guys have in common is football's fun to them. You know, it's taxing and stuff, but they, 
They enjoy their teammates. They enjoy the process. They certainly enjoy a good win. And uh, but they, but they they're they're a joy to be around. They enjoy it. You know, they have a way they can they can enjoy themselves. Can I ask you? So it's. Two tweets, by the way. This is big-time journalism. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to refer to two tweets, and then it's going to lead into my question. Okay. James Palmer at James Palmer TV tweets. Okay. Tom Brady has had the house to himself with his family out of town. It'll be 12 days of preparation alone. He said he's never had that much time to prepare his mind and body before. <coughs> All right, is everybody Okay. All right, bless you. All right. Uh, quote, the more film I watch, the more I understand. Then I just read a tweet earlier today that said Bruce Arians said about Peyton Manning, he taught me that if we have an hour worth of meeting time, I better have two and a half hours worth of stuff prepared, tweets Charlie Clifford here of Wish TV. Bruce Arians is doing an interview. So what he just said there was, all right, Peyton's coming with a lot of questions. And I believe that is what you just referred to earlier about, hey, urgency, let's get this whole thing together. He's texting you. He's sending you notes and things like that. You're saying the same thing of Tom Brady. Have you noticed a difference with him, to, with his entire house to himself this week? Has there been up the amount of questions? Has there been a heightened sense of anything with the TB12 treatment? What has been going on in these last days with the house to himself to focus on football that he's never had before? Okay, here, here's a true story. I didn't know the question was coming. So I FaceTime him yesterday, and he's riding along Bayshore, and he's got his sunroof open, and I can see the water and the oh. sun. He's in his T-shirt. I go, what, what are you doing? And he goes, and then he shows me in the passenger side, he's got his dog with his head hanging out, and he's just riding down Bayshore there. And like, So he didn't look real tense to, intense to me, but, <laughs> but I think what, what he said is he said, hey, you know, like he has plenty of time. They've done it so many times. They know how long it takes to get themselves ready. And, uh, and then they also know the importance of, hey, there's a point to get away. We, went, we had a full week last week. We, we had a full week of practice, game planning, all those things last week. We got another full week that will start tomorrow. And there, there is a point for just being able to take a ride with your dog and relax and and uh, and and enjoy and take this thing in. The one thing I'll say is these guys want to get better. Peyton was, you know, you want to get ripped. Don't have individual prepared or walk into a meeting unprepared. Just what Bruce is saying, like he, you know, he wants to get better. He wants to get better every single day. And if he feels like you're cheating him of that, then then that's when you'll you'll see you know you'll see him get angry or frustrated. Just run the ball, Jeff. <laughs> that that have you seen the video of the Peyton Jeff spat obviously on NFL films? I don't think. I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And there, there's there's a select few of which I wasn't one of them that you know that, that could come back at Peyton. You know, I, I was not one of them, but uh, there, there's a few. Saturday was one of them, and Stokely can get under his skin a little bit. The rest of us just kind of tiptoe around a little bit hey, in that kind of mood. Hey, so much success, though. Those were great times. I was so thankful to be a part of that. You know, I, I was young, obviously, and I don't think I appreciated it enough whenever I was there. But then as I got older and I looked back and I was like, man, that team was something that was very, very special to be a part of there. One of the special moments I've had this year was we're leaving Lambeau. We just took care of business at Lambeau, which you know how special a place that is. And this has been a long, hard journey. And just sitting in the back of the bus with Tom and just, you know, and he just starts, you know, he says, he says, how for, I'm one of the most fortunate, blessed guys ever. And he just started reminiscing about from parents to people in his life who made this thing happen and were a large part, his teammates who have come along. And, uh, 
and uh, it, 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 that, that's the special part of this thing. That, that, the, the football is the football, but the people and the journey and, and the people who make sacrifices. I've moved my family all over the countryside, and, and uh, so to see them, you know, hopefully hop over the fence and, be, you know, have the joy seeing their dad be successful in a Super Bowl game, that's, 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 that's the story. That, that, that's what it's all about, and, uh, and uh, the football is the football. Hey, you've been around a but, lot of great football. But just to hear him, and, that, and that's what I think, you know, none of us knew him. Of course, we villainized him there in Indy, and, <laughs> and, uh, but the guy is, the guy is amazing. He's, he's an amazingly humble, his humility, and, uh, and just, you know, is, is off the charts, and uh, just his gratefulness to teammates, and it shows why, you, you know, you, you can't find a teammate who won't, who will say a bad thing about him. They just brag on him, and everyone I kind of, chased down when we picked him up to learn about him just just gushed about him and uh that's the that's the kind of human being great dad great husband great son great teammate and uh so we all know his football is good we've all watched that for a lot of years but but just uh just to get a little look at the person has really been pretty darn special how come you you're not doing the avocado ice cream though no <laughs> no he, he he did inform me it's not going to be a fun off season for me so i <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling that I'm glad this is just a headshot, but I, I, I have a. He, he said we're gonna we're gonna get you in shape, so oh. I'm dreading the off season. That's another reason I want the season to go another eight weeks because <laughs> we would be playing better. But I think you know I, I I'm carbo loading right now because I have a bad feeling this off season is not gonna be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna be back into extra larges again. <laughs> You golfing with them? Is that what you guys are gonna do? Just golf and eat avocado ice cream and did, get the probability? I hope so. I hope so. I hope we can finish this thing off, and it would be a special off season, and uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can sneak a few golf matches in and uh, have some fun. Get you down here if we can. How's your game? You know what? It's uh, it's okay. It's okay. Got the yips chipping a little bit, but oh uh, no, you're never gonna get out of that. You're never gonna be able to get out of that. I know. I don't know. It's. It's. I think it's mental because it is. It's bad though. You owe it's me. Bad, so. You owe me ten too. You still owe me ten. Uh, do I still owe you ten bucks? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought. I thought we called it even for some of those secrets I kept for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very some nice of those stories I didn't tell about you. Yeah. Those days. Yeah, you're right. Call it even. No. <laughs> God, you're the best, you know. man. Good luck. Hey, thanks. You know how much I appreciate you and your friendship. Yeah, you too. I can't wait to get back on the golf course. Good luck this weekend. Congrats on all the success while also having some, you know, anonymity, to be honest with you. Not a lot of people knew. And then that article that was written about you was awesome. And I'm so thankful you joined us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not only quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but a man who's been coaching football forever at a very high level, ladies and gentlemen, Clyde Christensen. Yeah. He's the best, dude. Hey, he was a cool coach, AJ. Uh, yeah, I could tell, man. Like you could, that dude. Yeah, he. You don't hear a lot of coaches speak like he does. Yeah, he. Um, by the way, he said a lot there. Mm-hmm. He said a lot there. The which I think some will potentially be talked about things. Some things, you know, just talking about Tom and Peyton. That whole, he's the guy, by the way, who has been in the same position for both of them. And for Peyton, he was there for a long time. Now he's going on the Super Bowl run with Tom, so I assume he's learning a lot. He was awesome. You know that that Red 18 story I tell? Clyde was the reason I was invited on that trip. Oh, really? Yeah, Clyde talked to me. He was, by the way, you know how he said he cares or whatever. I was punting, 
And uh, it was near, it was whenever I was a rookie, very young or whatever. And he just walked by and started talking to me. And I think he enjoyed the conversation. And we talked again the next day, the next day. And I believe he was the one who said, Peyton, like, hey, you should think about, I think you're going to, hey, right? I think you're going to like the punter, right? I, got, <laughs> like, I, I, that's, I think is what he said. So Clyde and I have been literally friends since the first day I got there, but obviously a much different position. And we played golf together. He is just, he, he like genuinely, you know, he's just a good guy. And he is a big comp- uh, proponent of like, yo, I'm not fucking this up. Like, hey, if you, if you have the right answer, like, hey, let's make sure we do it. Let's yeah. go ahead and figure this out. Him saying he's a stable guy, just getting kicked yeah. by the <laughs> thoroughbreds and then just get him in there. Here. All right, we win again. All right, let's do it. That is an interesting way to look at that, AJ. I mean, his whole, like everything he says is, is so rare for a coach. When I, I asked him, like, would you be worried? if your quarterback wasn't crazy and calling you on vacation and doing all that, he said, well, I'd have to coach. Like, no, just the, the self-deprecating humor. Like, we know he coaches every single day and he works very hard, but he, he's, he doesn't have the ego and insecurity that he has to try to, like, inject himself into everything. Well, and it's interesting, you know, because whenever you think about a coach, everybody judges the coach by how well they can teach fundamentals and techniques and all that shit. But what if, what if the way you really have to coach is, like, a, you have to be half mental coach for this this high-level quarterback who is uber competitive, you have to be able to joust with him uh, in, intelligently enough, and also you have to keep him going. You know, like for instance, Tom McMahon. I don't think he taught me anything about punting, but it was like every day, like the accountability mm-hmm. that Tom McMahon brought to me made me a better. He knew like what got me. Like, okay, uh, don't shit. Uh, if you shit talk him, things are going to get a lot better. So Tom McMahon and I used to have epic shit talks. Like Ooh. epic. I'd walk like, hey, fuck you, Tom. Like that type. <laughs> of, we would have that type of session while practicing and things like that. In, in like, it's almost like he got me. If that makes sense. Like he got me the best. I think out of everybody, which is why I have so much appreciation for him. Uh, but like Clyde seems to be able to get everybody. You know what I mean? Like he he has that ability. It feels like. I think you talk to anybody that's ever been a part of a Clyde Christensen offense or anything around, they'd be like, yeah, he's the guy. He's the man. You know what I mean? Well, just the story of him telling about, about Brady leaving Lambeau, telling him how fortunate he is. Like, how long have they been together? Six months now? And it's been the COVID situation, too. So you're already that close with yeah. this guy that came in that has transcended what, what people can do in the football field. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But quickly, I wanted to say I saw Peyton on his Peyton's places with uh, Dave Letterman. And I came, I was, I've always been a fan of Peyton, but that dude is so quick and so fat. Like he is obviously crazy smart, but he's super funny. Like I could, he was going back and forth with Letterman that not many people can do. And by the way, he probably viewed that as like, uh, like, you know, like, hey, Letterman is a, uh, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Thought something bad happened. <laughs> yeah. Something just came up on the screen in the studio or whatever. I'm sorry. But Peyton probably viewed that, by the way, as uh, some sort of way to, you know, people probably say everyone's now, I don't attempt to be funny. Okay. I don't think I'm a funny person, by the way. I think I can make mostly anything entertaining, but I don't think I'm a funny person. But a lot of people take a shot at some people and they're like, oh, athlete funny. You know, like, hey, athlete funny. Like, oh, this guy's athlete funny. You got some people that in some people's taste don't think that motherfucker's funny and has no ability to be talking about how funny other people are saying like, oh, somebody's athlete funny because comedy is mostly, you know, a taste thing. Seinfeld has said it's like food or whatever, you know, which I do believe. But I believe Peyton probably saw that as a chance to be like, okay. And by the way, Peyton is hysterical. Yeah. Like getting a chance to be around. He is a funny dude, like legit chops legit storytelling like 
If he wanted to, he could probably be the guy in that whole world if he wanted to, but instead he just does everything. <laughs> he was incredible when he hosted Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Incredible. There's a couple that didn't make the cut that mm-hmm. I got a chance to see in his living room. Ooh. Hysterical. Ooh. Yeah. He was Elvis in one. I'm not sure if that's made it out. It is awesome. Well, speaking of hysterical, any of those Clyde stories you want to share since uh, he's hold on to them for this long? Yeah, no. The, you know, that was an incredible line there by Clyde there. You know, kind of, I had to, like, go through the entire Rolodex. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what have Clyde and I done? <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> Clyde's a good dude, man. Yeah. He used to have a, uh, so the 10 bucks thing, he would have, there was people from the team previously to me being drafted up on his board, on his dry erase board. And if his office, you'd open the door, and there'd be uh, putters, different height. Mm. Like you just went to a fucking putt-putt. Okay? Yeah. There was different height. Oh. And, um, oh, my God, I completely forgot. That's on me. But anyways, so you go by his office. You grab a putter. He'd roll you a ball. And he had one of those uh, golf holes that were like metal chains things mm-hmm. that you could roll into. And you'd putt it from the hallway to the hole next to his office. And it was like five bucks, ten bucks, ten bucks. <laughs> and if you missed, he'd go. He'd slide his chair over right to the board. And he'd write it down. And then he would go right back to watching film or whatever it was and tell you to put the putter down. Okay? <laughs> so it was like a little game he had going there. And it was just like a, a really good time. And uh, I think he had, I think Marvin was maybe on there for 10 bucks still. Damn. And he put my name on there. He was so happy. He was like, join the list. (laughs) It was really cool. Joining us now is a man who knows everything going on inside the NFL. An ear to the ground. We're a bit late. I apologize for that. Had a conversation with an old coach about Tom Brady. Some of it, by the way, might have been breaking news that this man would have tweeted Mm. because he knows everything that's happening at all times. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, from the NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. Sorry, Rap Sheet. It's all right. I got nothing else to do. It's fine. Super Bowl Monday, probably pretty busy day. There's a lot of things going on. I do apologize. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Um, Tampa is amazing. It is beautiful. It is sunny. Um, It's everything I thought it would be. Uh, Ybor City is really lovely. Um, I've been walking around. It's great. How's how's Radio Row down there, Ian? Getting a lot of information out of Radio Row down um, there? Yeah, I've... um, I've walked around a lot. Um, no, I, I was supposed to actually be in Tampa right now, which we're supposed to be talking to you from the friendly confines of my hotel room. But I'm already on flight number three that has been canceled. Um, so I will get there eventually, potentially tomorrow afternoon. But as of right now, hello from literally where I always am every second of the day. Oh, is this COVID cancellations or what is this? No, it's snow. See, oh. out in, in Westchester, New York, where I live, we have more than a foot of snow. Oh, I thought you were in California. Um, no, no, no. I'm in New York. So if you follow me on Instagram, which is a great platform for, like, kind of interacting with, <laughs> you know, famous people, I would say. Um, you Twitter. can see me playing uh, in the snow with my boys with earmuffs on. So. <laughs> you swear. Uh, I thought you were in California. That's where NFL Network is, right? Isn't NFL Network in California? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, but I'm in New York. It's great. I don't have to talk to anyone. I just hang out in my basement and do my thing. Well, hopefully you'll be able to get to travel. Okay, we're all pulling for you. Hopefully that that winter storm storm gets handled. I got a text message from the weather 
people telling me about a massive storm coming. And then I realized that my phone was getting a a text message for the Northeast where you're at. So T's and P's to everybody up there. We got a little bit of snow and cars were turned sideways out here. Hopefully your plane will be able to get down to Florida. Let's talk about it. What are the big storylines going in the Super Bowl? You think everybody seems to be healthy? Is there any extensions to be talked about? Any contracts? Nothing really. It's all outside the two teams playing, huh, Ian? Yeah, it's actually weird. You know, usually there's at least one like, all right, how's uh, how's this injury going to react? I think Pouncey's ankle was one year. Gronk's ankle was another year. You know, there's always there's always something to kind of monitor. There's really not that this year. I mean, there's no, as far as I know, uh, there's no head coaches who are on any of these staffs right now that are waiting to take a job. The only you know serious injury to discuss is Patrick Mahomes' toe, but. Um, we'll see what happens after the season. He was able to play last week and, you know, be one of the best players in the universe. Um, so I think that's probably not as, as bad as it seemed. I think Antonio Brown's knee is interesting. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Um, other than that, it's just let's just talk about the two greatest quarterbacks, uh, one who ever lived and two who might end up being that one day. Hey, Ian, what about uh, going – obviously away from the Super Bowl, the Jared Goff, Matt Stafford situation. I know that it's pending physical for Jared Goff. Is there any possibility that he doesn't pass that physical? Oh, I mean, unless he breaks his leg surfing or something (laughs) um, or hitting golf balls from his deck to his Mm -hmm. other deck. The golf course. The the golf course, as as one might say. Uh, No, this trade's happening. It's actually really weird because when these trades happen now, and believe me, I knew I knew it happened fast. I knew it happened before this week. I just didn't know what happened at 11 p.m. on a Saturday following a lovely dinner with my wife. Um, that was inconvenient for me. But n- neither organization can talk about it or make it official or even introduce the players. So no one can do anything. And then like in, on like March 17th, it'll be like, there's a trade. And then here's Jared Goff and here's Matt Stafford. And everyone will be like, oh, wait, that hasn't been announced yet. It's all very strange, but seismic, seismic trade uh, I'd in say. the NFL world. Um, so it is alleged that they were both down in Cabo, okay, Sean McVay and the Staffords. Is there any chance at all, okay, they're sitting at the pool, feet are kicked up, plexiglass, obviously. They probably have their <laughs> own pool now that I'm thinking about it. Matthew Stafford made like $200 million and McVay is on the same way, so I assume they have their own pool. They just so happen... Oh, every time, every time. I blame you for this. <laughs> is that is it, maybe that's a flight? Maybe that's a flight. <laughs> oh. Something to think about if you need to answer it. But is there any chance that they were at the same resort down in Cabo, ran into each other? Hey, you want a you want a Spider Man meme? Then all of a sudden, uh, how much? Three first rounders. Ah, fuck it. Okay, yeah, let's pull the trigger and let's do it. Is that because they allegedly had dinner afterwards to celebrate Don there, obviously socially distanced and mm-hmm. everything like that. Uh, McVeigh wanted to move on, right? Is that the is that the yes. storyline? Obviously, here, take all this shit. Yeah. We need to move on. When did that start to happen? Why did that happen? And how do you think the Los Angeles Rams became the overall winner of that trade? Because everybody was interested. Washington, Carolina, yeah, Colts, yeah, yeah. allegedly 49ers. How did it, how, when did that all, when did that motivation start, you think? Um, all right, let's start with the first part. They are down in Cabo together. Um, as far as I know, I mean, they definitely had dinner together. Could they have run into each other? before at a resort by the tiki bar having uh you know my ties or whatever 
I don't know that for a fact, and I would hate to speculate on something like that. Uh, Cabo's not that big. There's not a lot of places that NFL people, and apparently there was actually a lot of NFL people in Cabo this week for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, So could they have had a conversation beforehand? (laughs) I would never allege that anyone did anything outside the NFL rules, um, but it is possible. Um, But anyway, they're they're friendly regardless. Um, And yeah, I mean, I I think the interesting thing with Sean McVay and with Goff is, you know, we see Goff and he was kind of, he was up and down this season. He was all right. He was not like he's been. And then he gets injured and then his thumb is good enough for him to be the backup, but not good enough for him to be the starter. And, you know, I reported it like everyone else. And then the next week he says, everyone says, well, obviously, you know, Goff's going to be good to start. And Sean McVay says, we need to see about the health of both quarterbacks. And that was like alarm bells because I knew something was badly wrong. And that was the first time when I was like, okay, wow, like this, we need to reexamine who the quarterback of the future is for the Rams because McVay clearly is not into this guy. Hmm. Hey, how long do you think that was brewing? Like, do you have any idea, like, how long McVay has been trying to figure out a way to move on? Um, I think he's been trying to figure out a way to move on the last couple weeks. My guess is the dissatisfaction has lasted from the Super Bowl. You know, like, that was not a great performance, obviously, against the Patriots. The Patriots played well. um, But not being able to get that offense to work at all, I'm sure, is something that aided McVay. And he's always been able to take the best of Goff. You know, we always heard the stories about McVay was in in Goff's ear before the play. You know, until this 15 seconds, he could kind of point out some things. That's all great, and Sean is a mastermind, but shouldn't really be that way. You know, you shouldn't kind of have to do that with a quarterback. Um, so there's been signs Why'd really they pay all him? along that things were not perfect. Why'd they pay him? They paid him so much money. I thought that was going to be untradeable. Did you not think that? Even with the, all the – I guess it's if you get two more picks and another – two more well, first-rounders and another one. I'll tell you why it's tradable, and it's the same thing I'd say for Carson Wentz or really any of these quarterbacks. They're all tradable because, like, let's say let's say Carson Wentz. He is on the books now for – I forget the actual number, but let's say $40 million of dead money, right? Like 65 if you cut him, but you're not going to cut him. So he's already accounted for in the cap. So let's say you trade Carson Wentz. Instead of saying, oh, man, we got a $22 million cap hit, you say, oh, wow we can get rid of $25 million and only pay what's already on the books. Like the salary is already on the books. So whatever they trade, they're basically getting rid of. And in their minds, Jude, get out of here. <laughs> and in their mind, yeah. That was a great drop in. That was a dynamite drop in. At least he was usually he walks around in his uh, chargers, Bosa Jersey. At least he's not wearing that right now. Um, but anyway, that's how they think about it is it's already accounted for. So whatever I trade, I just chop that off and save. Got it. You know? Got it. AJ, you all right, by the way? No, dude. <laughs> no, I, I thought that was AJ that coughed, by the way. Oh. I was like, oh, oh okay. my God, is that AJ? Because okay. we're on full screen. There was a second right. I thought AJ potentially died because we had Clyde Christensen on earlier mm. uh, and he sneezed, mm. I think, and I thought AJ was dead. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit worried about the guy. Um Teddy Bridgewater, he's out, Carolina, huh? Yeah, I mean, he's not out-out, but clearly they're looking to upgrade. So, like, I think he could be back as a another bridge quarterback if they draft someone. 
Um, I think the Panthers will probably look pretty hard at doing that this year. What about Deshaun? I think the Panthers, if Deshaun is available at any point, the Panthers will be in on it. Um, And I, I mean, it's amazing all the teams just now who were in on the Stafford trade. I mean, think about it from the Broncos, the Bears, the Panthers, the Colts, 49ers. um, There were even more teams than I realized. Jets made a call. Patriots made a call. More teams than I realized. So all of those teams, if Deshaun becomes available, are all going to be like, well, can I just get one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Like that's – this was – this was good. This was fun. This was a big derby. This is nothing what it's going to be like when Deshaun is available, if Deshaun is available. Do you think they were lying there whenever they said, we have no interest in trading the player because you look back – you don't think they were lying? No, I I know they don't want to trade the player. Um, I'm not saying they're not going to because at some point, if if they know for a fact that, let's say, this guy's not going to show up or this guy's not going to play for us or – it's just too the relationship's too far beyond repair. Then maybe there's a possibility down the line they would trade him. Um, I just know they don't want to, and the reason is very simple: you wait your whole career to have a quarterback like this guy. So if you're Nick Casario or you're David Culley, and you both got these new awesome jobs, running or coaching an NFL franchise, all you ever want to do is find a franchise quarterback, and you have one of the best. Whatever you can do to keep that guy in your building, you are going to do. So they want to try to make this relationship work. Well, they better keep on praying. Connor, <laughs> what do you got? Rap sheet, is uh, Kirk Cousins going to be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers next season? Yeah, what's going on there? I I don't sense that at all. Um, I I would never say anything is impossible, as you guys know. Like This NFL world has basically taught us anyone can be traded. That one I would be really surprised about for Anything's a couple reasons. Possible. One, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that benefits the Vikings. Um, and I don't know that Cousins is an upgrade over over Jimmy G. Whoa. Like when they're when they're both healthy and they're both playing, are we sure Cousins is that big of an upgrade for whatever it's gonna cost? I mean, primetime Kirk Cousins was born two years ago at uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Put it right in. Was that the Thielen catch over the over his head, right? Yeah, and then uh, went down to New Orleans. Kyle Rudolph, potential push-off, yeah. wins a playoff game. Mm-hmm. This past year, potential not so great off. in Minnesota. <laughs> was that? Potential push-off. Kyle Rudolph, yeah, yeah he threw it off. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, he pushed off. <laughs> you like that. New Orleans Saints weren't happy about it because, you know, this is two years in a row. A bad call kind of ruined their entire season mm-hmm. in the past department. Uh, speaking of New Orleans, we saw Drew Brees go, hey, your team, though, that's what he said. And now, I don't know if he actually said that, but that's what the internet said he said. Uh, nobody from the organization has said that that's what he said. Uh, but what are they doing moving forward? Because obviously, the NFC South, the Panthers, are hungry for a new quarterback. Tom Brady said he's going to play till he's 50, potentially. What are they going to do, Donner? Uh, yeah, I watched that clip probably 10 times, and I have no earthly idea what he said. But <laughs> let's just pretend for this exercise that he did say that. Um, he did. Because... One thing about Drew Brees, who, and, you know, Brees is great, but when these moments happen, he really plays it up, right? Like when he had the, the record and he, uh, you know, his family was there. Like that was a nice moment, say. but like <laughs> he's he passionate. He knew 
it's possible he knew some microphones were on him. <laughs> no. Saying. I'm just saying it's possible. So, anyway, what? Um, what I do think the Saints like Jameis and would That's like him table. to be their quarterback next year. They may add, they may get someone to compete with him, but, like, Toxic. They, the Saints were not in on Stafford at all. Hmm. And that was really telling to me because that made me think they believe in Jameis. That time. Ian, uh, they mentioned that the Packers or the the Rams called about trading for Aaron Rodgers, and then the Packers denied that. Uh, did you hear anything about that? Is that true? And is there any chance that they are looking to potentially deal Jordan Love? Um, I was not able to confirm that. Like I saw the report, and then I tried to figure out if it was true, as I, you know, as one does. And Jude, fine, just come here really quick. Jude, come on, Jude, come here, Jude, come, come on. Here. Come on. Oh, Jude. Come on, Jude. Jude. Anyway, <laughs> I know. He, he's got his – he's wearing his Patrick Mahomes shirt right now. He's, he's feeling all – Anyway, um, I was yeah, not able to confirm that they did call. I'm sure that at least internally the Rams were like, hey, can we get Rodgers? Because if there's one thing the Rams do, it's think very, very, very big if they possibly can. Um, that said, I don't think Rodgers is going anywhere. Could his contract get some tinkering? I think that's possible. Um, but I, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers was available, that would be quite the thing. And I'm not sensing that one bit. If for no other reason than what honestly would the Packers do after that? What about Jordan Love? I'm not sure what trade value he has. Yeah. Um, like it's hard to, it's hard to figure that because, you know, Several teams had him in the first round, not everyone, coming out of the draft. He hasn't played. The reports are he's been fine, but I wouldn't say anyone's like head over. It's not like Mahomes. Like by this point in Mahomes' rookie year, we knew like this is this dude's going to be someone. I don't know for Jordan Love. So I I can't imagine what would make sense trade-wise for anyone to trade for him or for the Packers to end up trading. Well, the guy needs a chance. Give the guy a chance somewhere. Let him spin. Andy. Let him go to New England. Sure. All right. uh, Last (laughs) question here, Ian, and we thank you so much for your time and Jude's time, obviously. Very thankful. Shout out, Jude. Uh, Andrew Luck, any chance he's coming back to play football? (laughs) Shouldn't you know the answer to that? No, I do not. I don't think he is coming back to play football, but, boy, there's a lot of other people talking about it. And what are the Colts going to do a quarterback, Ian? Um so, yeah, so first of all, I don't think Andrew Luck's coming back either. He's the kind of guy who, and you obviously know better than me, but he's the kind of guy who the sense I get, when he is gone, he was very much gone. And I don't, I don't think he really looked Jude, back. Jude, Jude, Jude! Sorry. Jude. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, it's my cat. Get the oh, cat. Dude, this is Duke. We have a new cat. Hi, Duke. How's it going? Duke and Duke. How's it going? We rescued yeah. him. Everyone rescue an animal. Hey, nice. The dog nice. shop for the brand. Shout um, out to Duke, yeah. too, by the way. Anyway, um, and as far Good as shot. the Colts go, um, they're going to be in on all of it. So, like, they were in on this one. Um, my guess is they'll be in on Deshaun. On Carson Wentz, I think they'll inquire, and I'm just – I'm curious how no, all Carson. in there are going to be on Carson Wentz. Yes. The contract is a little bit of an issue. Bingo, yeah. But I know they're interested, and I know, obviously – this is the one you want to happen. So for your sake, I'm hoping that the Colts get Carson Wentz. Oh, wow. That's breaking news. We got to get out of here. That's a shame. 
We're going to be in on Deshaun real quick. We're going to be in on Deshaun. I would expect the Colts to call on everyone. Now, it would be expensive, but Chris, if I don't think there's a trade that Chris Ballard wouldn't call on. I would say that. All right, we got to get to a break. We appreciate you, Ian, so much. You can follow along at Rap Sheet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The man. Uh, Safe travels, pal, in that blizzard over there. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rap. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons. Most of them, what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. (laughs) All right, let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to Matt in Ohio. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's going on, Pat and the boys? Uh, Just hanging out. had to get something off my chest there. Uh, What do you want to talk about, brother? Well, just a huge shout out to yesterday. I mean, uh, didn't really look like you had much competition there in the Oculus, but uh, oh, the Toxic Twins over there at the table really did save the show. Yeah. Well, that's the purpose of the Toxic Twins, by the way. Whenever you bring them along, and no. Toxic Ty and Toxic Connor, <laughs> I kind of understood what was potentially going to happen. And although they did cross the line a few too many times, what and I win? did, I what well, I believe our show. By the way, I like to think of our show. I was like, hey, if you got something to say, go ahead and say it. Yeah. All right. Guess it. Guess do it. You guys do it. And I, I would assume sometimes in that particular situation, I'd get blamed for allowing you to say it. But who would I be if I was to tell people what they can and can't say? That's not the show I want to run. So every time the toxic twins or the toxic triplets or at this point, even an international toxic trip. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I, I have to stop them immediately upon saying what they're saying and go. You shouldn't be saying that. Mm-hmm. And then we move along. But that's kind of the, the space I'd like to have. And I would like other people to know that whenever they bury Bailey McComas oh, for no. an hour and a half yesterday, no. I do not, I do not condone, I, I do not appreciate that. And I had to tell you guys that. <laughs> Aside from that, I thought you guys did a great job. Yesterday. Thank you. Uh, you know, I don't know where this guy gets off no. uh, personally. Yeah, a guy on the phone. Call but you toxic? Yeah, I mean, come on, pal. Listen, Bill, we, we had interviews with all the contestants. Contestants the day before, before the week leading up, Bill decided to share a couple things that maybe he shouldn't have, and they ended up getting out of the airwaves. What do you want us yeah. to do? Well, an hour and a half worth of stuff. Bill gives you the best <laughs> interview, and you <laughs> repay him by saying, oh, "The guy, 
The, the guy only got virtual reality Oculus so he can do baloney bopping, I believe <laughs> yeah, is what you call it. Yeah. He's had the Oculus for quite That's what some you guys time, said. Pat. You have to understand, he has been playing sports for Bro, that long in there. I'm serving, okay? I'm playing against yeah. somebody, mm-hmm. and all you hear is toxic tie back there. You know, all Bailey's been doing is using this Oculus to baloney bop. <laughs> I mean, how is that? Well, he, told not- me, he told me that verbatim. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, I mean, you know? I had to wear gloves to use his Oculus. All right. So Okay. And that's the problem. Also, back to Matt saying it wasn't very entertaining. Hey, Matt, are you not grateful that we gave away over $10,000? Are you not grateful that I have to give away $1,000? Are you not grateful that these shirts are 20% oh, off at store.patmackyshow.com oh, using promo code FOXY? Yeah. I mean, come on, Matt. Here comes right. the you white knight. Are grateful for soccer parlay insurance at FanDuel Sports? Oh, that's what oh, I'm talking about. God. Actually, that does sound interesting. By the way, we are raking in soccer betting <laughs> mm-hmm. with Gumpy. Free money. I woke up to a couple thousand bucks in my account. <laughs> Had no idea. And then all of a sudden, I do a live bet on Leeds. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out to Leeds making me a few hundred bucks. I have not watched a soccer game since the MLS bubble ended. Yeah. Okay, the MLS bubble, I was all in on what was going on down there. It was very intriguing. They were the first ones to play, really, during this entire quarantine. And the rules that they had, the protocols that they had is, hey, when you're not on the field, you are mass, triple, almost double, triple mass. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as they got on the field, they were all just – all good. Let it eat. And then they would immediately afterwards with the interview mask on. Get them on. And then we've kind of, that's kind of become the norm here for everything now mm-hmm. at this point. I think things have been relaxed a little bit, but it was incredibly entertaining. It was on late night because it was so goddamn hot down in Orlando, so they had to have the games a little bit later. But I've not watched soccer since. I have won thousands. Hey! Thousands of dollars betting on soccer in countries I've never been or ever planned on going because Gumpy is the greatest soccer better in the in maybe in the entire world. Yeah. I, I would assume he is in the entire world. You literally just listen to Hammer Don mm-hmm. on Fridays, I believe, is normally the big day. And you listen to that podcast, it comes out of here, and Gumpy will just tell you exactly what to bet. He goes six and two, seven and one, uh, eight and no. Oh. He had one bad day, he won three and five or whatever, but we're just talking about making money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. And I parlayed a couple of them this past weekend. Big payday. Gumpy, we really do appreciate you. Now, you're going to try to jam in another FanDuel ad, I think, right here. It does sound like I saw you sitting there kind of like in the batter's box, Mm -hmm. but I want to let you know we have no idea how you do it, but we appreciate you. I appreciate you you guys. I mean, there's nothing nothing I enjoy more than watching people win money off these picks, Pat. No, the people do win a lot of money. If I could, if I could not swallow on marbles before I say it, yeah. I would probably help. Well, you're Canadian, though, so I mean that does happen. Maple true. syrup in the throat. It does. <laughs> it's true. Sticky in there. Whoa. Oh boy. Well, toxic. Stuff. Whoa. You, you like so syrup? So now you're can't. now you're going after whoa, an entire whoa, country. What I said in the first uh, half of the show to Nick, perhaps that was a little toxic. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> but there, I was just saying, you know, Canada likes maple syrup. Maybe Gumpy needs to wash his mouth out with tushy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Don't go to tushy.com. Okay. That is a much different site. <laughs> Hello, tushy. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> Slash the pod. See, why is everybody such a scumbag in here? <laughs> That's a problem. It's a good it's site. It's Super Bowl. Oh, week. Here we go. Ah, oh, my man. God. That's Tushy.com, baby. Oh, my <laughs> God. That hurts so bad. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That was a good Jeez. one. So you guys could hear that. Think about yeah, what yeah. It, was, it was going through my ears yeah, like the uh, MK Ultra, uh, MK Ultra, Ultra up there. Yeah, the right right now are scrambled. <laughs> oh, my I switched Lord. to the other side halfway through the show. 
I just got to take those off, you know? That was a battle. But not like the battle that I have whenever I go to the bathroom and then I have to use Tushy to <laughs> clean it all up. Ain't that right, Nick? HelloTushy.com slash the pod for 10% off. Let's go to Chuck in Chicago. What's going on, Chuck? Big Chuck. Yeah, what's going on, boys? How you guys doing? Hey, just hanging out, brother. How are you? I just lost the hearing in both my ears. I can barely hear you, but what do you want to talk about? Oh, man, I just want to make a plea to the Chicago Bears organization. For God fucking sakes, get us a quarterback. Hell yeah. Need a quarterback up there. Need a quarterback. That does help. Were the Bears in a conversation for uh, Stafford? It was reported that they were, yes. There's no way they were going to go within the division. That's why, you know, it'd be nice to get Deshaun Watson in Indy, but that's going to be a tough Tough sell, I'd assume. You're going to have to go big. But the Bears were allegedly in the quarterback conversation. I guess that they're not sold on Mitchell or or Nicholas. Hmm. Mm. Surprising. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. What's that all about? They played so well. I don't know. Well, we're trusting Nick so far. Mitch is out the door. Um, but yeah, Mitch, I, Mitch a free agent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patriot next year, probably. Yeah, if we're lucky. It's a good fit. Well, I've been told that there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL who say anywhere but New England. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of uh, Matt Patricia. I think that was yeah. probably one of the reasons. That, yeah, that is definitely part of the reason. Yeah, why was everybody saying that Matthew Stafford was directly taking a shot at Matt Patricia? I get it that it was potentially a direct shot at Matt Patricia, but I believe it was anywhere, but I'm not going up there. Like, listen, I've heard about what it's like to play there. I understand that it's a I – mean, at this point, I've already been through enough. All right, I'd like to go play football and have a good Is time. Is it the Tom Brady shadow? No, it's just the well, – you've heard it's miserable football up there. Yeah. I mean – I'm sure Amendola probably talked to him while he was with Detroit about his time in New England. Okay, and speaking of, Amendola this morning was on First Things First, uh, which is a Fox Sports 1 uh, a Fox Sports One show that's on oh, every yeah. single morning. Nick Wright, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Marshall, I believe, yep. was on yeah. this morning. Mm-hmm. We watch it every morning. Good show. Enjoy yeah. the show. We watch – we watch basically everybody in the morning to see, you know, what's going on, what's popping off in the world. Uh, first things first, we watch every morning. Danny Amendola was on this morning. Hey, Danny Amendola, friend of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if you meant to or not, but if you were to just take what he said here, you're about to hear, and just print them on a piece of paper, you're like, <laughs> oh, there's some big shots. Yeah, massive. Kind of sounds like it as well as he's going there. Go ahead and air this or Do run this thing. Do you think it's going to be harder for Belichick to get them to buy in when Tom's not there and they haven't all experienced the deep playoff runs? Well, first things first. <laughs> and when you see There's Patriot Way <laughs> in, uh, in the dictionary, it's going to have Tom Brady's name next to it. Uh, none of those coaches Ooh. threw any passes. None of those coaches <laughs> caught any passes. None of those coaches – Made any tackles. They got guys in the right position because they watch a lot of film and they spend all their time at the facility. But uh, but Tom Brady is the Patriot way, and that's and that's the reason why Ooh. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now, and 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 uh, the Patriots aren't. Yeah. So wow. so that's what my thoughts are. You know, I was up there, won some Super Bowls up there. I want to let you know, like the Patriot way is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We agree. Attention to detail and everything like that. And the coaches watch a lot of film, but. Ain't none of that shit happen if Tom Brady isn't there being the best teammate in the history of anything, taking pay cuts, taking notes in every single meeting, practicing as hard as he absolutely can, not caring that he's already the goat of a sport and he's getting chewed out by Bill Belichick in front of anybody. That's just like great football player, great teammate, allowing that shit to happen so that it's for the betterment of the entire team. I believe Danny Amendola was saying that was much more the Patriot way than anything else that was happening. And as somebody that's never been in the Patriot organization, I got to take him for his fucking word. Yeah. Because yeah. that last sentence there where he said, that's why Tom's in the Super Bowl. 
and the Patriots aren't, is I guess the way to look at it. But, but this particular quote, if Bill Belichick at the age of 95 now mm-hmm. builds an entire team and they go back, mm-hmm. then this quote will be looked back upon and be like, you remember when? Yeah. But I'm intrigued from hearing that. It sounds like Patriots potentially dead forever. Yeah, well, Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl because this is the best team he's had probably since the 2007 Patriots. But the Patriot way isn't a thing in the New England organization. Like, that is something that's been built. And, yeah, Tom Brady is the face of that. Best player taking pay cuts for the betterment of the team. So, absolutely, he's the face of the Patriot way. But that's also not a thing in New England. It's just what people kind of have projected onto the organization itself. Whoa. Okay. Well, what you just said makes no (laughs) sense, and I award you zero points. Belichick has been asked, what do you think about the Patriot way? And he's like, look, I don't even know what that means. Like, that's not a thing in this Yeah, but the Patriot way is what's being referred to as why you guys were the dynasty for 20 years, because it was the commitment to excellence. Mm -hmm. It was the the situational football, the diligence and everything like that. That was the Patriot way. I understand that they don't call it like French toast in France. Okay, I understand that that's the entire thing. But the reason why the dynasty was talked about for being so successful was because of the Patriot way. Danny Amendola, who was a part of the Patriot way, goes out and hears the way people talk in Detroit. I think he was also in uh, Miami. Miami. Yeah. They talk about how we want to start doing things the Patriot way or whatever. We want to start figuring it out. And Danny's like, hey, I hate to fucking break it to you, boys. It's really nothing other than the fact that you got to have a quarterback that demands you to work your ass off and demands you to take pay cuts because he's doing it. That's the thing. What you saying, like, we don't even believe it exists, so it's not even a thing. It's like, well, it is. It's It's been the reason why people have said you guys have had success. But that we don't believe it exists because Bill is doing all that stuff that you just said, the diligence, the hard work and all that. Absolutely. Catching Tom, no balls, though. He is yeah. catching Running no Running no extra rods. Unfortunately, <laughs> you can't give a full back dive to Bill Belichick. If we could, I would. It'd probably go for six every single time. I think Bill would be a great fullback in that yeah. offensive system. Absolutely. Might need him to suit up, actually. But what he's saying is the Patriot <laughs> way was all a joke. It's actually just Tom Brady way. Yeah, I think it just happens to be that Tom and Bill, probably two of the most competitive people of all time, and you work those two together, and it does work for 20 years. And now that no free agents want to go there. Hey, Dang by God. the way, just real quick, though, with what you're saying, also interesting, but you saying with how competitive they both are and it works for 20 years, I think that's the most impressive thing about the entire thing. Now, greatest dynasty in the history of professional sports, but just two uber competitive dogs in the same the same fenced in yard there Mm -hmm. i don't know how 20 years is amazing i can't you think back to some other quarterback uh coach relationships i mean at some point they're gonna they're gonna turn you know absolutely what's going on i just was told to look at my phone is there breaking news just Tom Brady said in his video media day presser that he definitely will consider playing beyond the age of 45. Holy He's got 50 million coming here in the next this year and next year. He said, I'm, I'm OK to restructure if we want to run this three, four more years, if we want to do it. TB12 thing is working, by the way, TB12.com right now to see why I'll be able to play when I'm 46, 47 <laughs> years old. Do you, I mean, why wouldn't he at this point? It seems like he ha- he also hasn't really gotten hit that much this year. Their line is pretty good. Like he he might be able to play till he's fifty. Yeah, his arm still looks incredible. By the way, Aaron's got to be seeing that, and he's just like, all right, I feel like I take care of my body pretty well. I'm still squatting under the rack. I'm not sure Tom's doing that. Tom has the pliability yeah. thing he mm-hmm. goes for, but Aaron's probably seeing this and going, man, I could, 
I could probably play it till I'm probably 45 if I want to at this point. That's eight more years, right? Yeah. yeah. He's 37? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He can go another eight years, by the way. At least. And if you think about Matt Stafford, who I think, or Matthew Stafford, who's always in good shape, he's 33. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could be able to go for another, what, seven years. What's long term whenever everybody talks about? We need a young player. It's like at that position, it feels like if you're one of the guys, you can be able to go for however long you want. Well, and I just I think of how different it could be moving. Like if Rodgers would have got sacked, but I mean he was sacked less this year than he has been like in his entire career. Doing that late in his career like that, I think it does just extend it for, I don't, you know, four to five years. By the way, is he one of the best? How old is he right now? Forty four. Tommy. Forty three. Forty three. Forty three years old. Forty four in August. Yep. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Tom. Tom. We missed one last year and a couple before that. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, man. I was going to say, is he one of the best social media 40-year-olds? Oh, for sure. You know? Like, I, I, I think... Well, how I think old is Gary V? He doesn't... Oh, true. Gary V? How old is he? I'm going to say 42. 42. Yeah, but I'm talking like a top 10. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> okay. a top 10. It's going to be hard just because we don't know a lot of people's ages, to be honest. So <laughs> yeah, I, true. I have no idea what that is. But his social media game also... Elite crushes. Okay, I'm not 100 sure if Tom. I think he does. He has to know that he's going to make exponentially more money potentially whenever he retires because of how big his social media footprint is at the current moment. Mm -hmm. He's greatest of all time. Embrace social media. You know, has people who still hate him. I mean, that's that's a pretty good guy to be like. Hey, this is our guy. Is he trying to break the record for oldest player to play quarterback? 48 years old right now. Who is it? George Blanda. Blanda. You had a little bit of a stroke there, but yeah. through George and uh, Blanda there. Almost had a little bit of a head shake moment there. Had a look, yeah. I, I would assume the TB12, right, life thing. is the ultimate ad. If he was to go till he was 49, that would be like, hey, you want to know how I did it? Here, Here you go. go. Yeah. This is how I did it. And George was an, he was an old an old 48 because they put up the side-by-side of Tom Brady at 43 yeah. and Blanda at 43 playing in the playoffs or whatever. Much, much different. Landa probably took some hits, huh? Yeah, he, he, had, he was yeah, ripping some. cigs on the sideline. Oh, yeah. awesome. awesome. He was smoking Josh. playing until he's 48? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's a Blanda jersey at? Neither. Neither. <laughs> Is he, how old would Blanda be now? Is Blanda still alive? No. Yeah? Hard to imagine. What? What were you saying? The helmet's uh, back then. unfortunately did die 2010. Yeah, okay. So he's been gone a while. Right, so yeah. we've been past that. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Rest, oh, man. <laughs> Got to do it again. Didn't want to. Yeah. He was born in 1927, though. Damn. Yeah, so he lived a good life. Pre-Great Depression. Let's go to, yeah, he did not necessarily live a good life. Could have yeah. served in WW2. Potentially. He potentially he went through a lot Look of shit. Look at those chops. <laughs> That guy's awesome. And he was playing against that guy in the back. (laughs) So that's what we always have to think about. So we always have to think about whenever we judge these older players. That's that's Mike Lennon's grandfather. (laughs) Sky Cam Sr. (laughs) Looking alongside. Let's go to Edwin in San Jose. What's going on, Edwin? What's going on, Pat and the boys? Happy birthday, Nick. Uh, Happy birthday, birthday, Nick. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Kirk Cousins. I'm fucking done with them. Whoa. I didn't hear exactly what he said because I don't have my hear things in. I can't really hear it's anything. If the Lynch, Niners, maybe? yeah, if the Niners get Kirk Cousins, he's done with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. <laughs> oh, he'll be out on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Kirk Cousins has that whole. This is how his season primetime career Kirk goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kirk, primetime Kirk was born here recently. Yeah. Now this past year, not great, uh, but they did start turning around towards the end. Got a chance to have Kirk Cousins on the show. 
liked him yes. as a human a lot more than I thought I would. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's in a sweet TV commercial. If I die, I die. You're talking about the one. The uh, Best Buy one. Yeah, the Best Buy one on his 70 inches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a big TV. Yeah, pitching an 85-inch OLED. Kirk, tough times. Not a lot of people Come can on. afford those, man. <laughs> Jesus. But the people who can? They'll like enjoy Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that too. Give me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Kirk Cousins was going to that offense that he had been in for two years, I guess, early in his career. First two years, I believe. Whenever RG3 won the Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year, Kyle Shanahan was there. Then he goes down to... Atlanta or Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland? Cleveland, then Washington, okay. then Atlanta, right? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. So. And then with Atlanta, he was with Matt Ryan. Then he becomes head coach, mm-hmm. Niners. So Kirk knows the system. Kirk is an incredibly intelligent guy. Kirk goes over there. You know, maybe the, maybe the Minnesota Vikings are kind of done with the Kirk Cousins era, the fully guaranteed contract, and say, hey, go ahead and move on. And then what are they going to do for quarterback? So that, now we got a whole other team that's entering the whole thing. It's just very interesting, unless they're taking Jimmy G back. And I'll be excited to see how the boys over in Minnesota feel about that. You talked about it, it. Maybe they bring Ponder back. Wow. Oh, I forgot about Christian Ponder. Until move. what earlier today, mm-hmm. and then he was used as an example. And I apologize to Christian Ponder for that. He did not deserve that. Good guy, but he did get drafted in the first round. Yeah, he did. He did. And he's only thirty-two. There are so many. It, it, it led me to believe that there are so many draft picks that fizzle out and stink. Yeah, and they never get talked about because only the bangers survive. Okay, mm-hmm. only the biggest busts survive. Nobody talks about all the other ones that are kind of mm-hmm. just, you know kind of hanging along on the side. So whenever people talk about trading picks, and I understand it's a lot of people's entire careers is to evaluate draft and uh, and everything like that, who's going to be next. And you hear a lot of those people go like, I, you heard Daniel Jeremiah, who I like a lot, go a lot of people would like two twos and two threes or whatever, and that whole thing, it's like, okay, I understand those people, but let me tell you who I am. Mm-hmm. I want to bring in people that I know are going to pan out in the men's league that aren't going to potentially fizzle out because there's a lot of people who don't pan or live up to the hype that they're supposed to. And we forget about that because we don't talk about that mm-hmm. nearly as much as I think a negative society would. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty pumped that we don't actually. But people forget there's a lot of football players that are very good in backyard football, very good in college football. A uh, uh, billion dollar operation invests millions and, and millions of dollars into their potential. And then they never pan out. If you can get a guy like Matthew Stafford who's been doing it for a long goddamn time and you know he's going to show up, go and get it. That's how I view it. I'm not the same way as everybody else, obviously. Well, look at the two backup quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. One was a first-rounder, one was a second-rounder, and Gabbert and Henny. The thing about it is Jameis Winston, people said he hasn't hit his potential yet. He's still going to go. That's right. Mm -hmm. Where's he going to play next year? There's going to be a quarterback. New England. What? Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Uh, it's very, very nice of you, man. It is nice of them, isn't it? It's very, 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 very nice of them. Good people. You don't have to, but you do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you do, we are eternally grateful. Hashtag in a pod squad. I saw some entrance. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you all so much. It's nice to learn about the people that are sticking around as well. Wow. Giving away money. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing better. Hashtag in a pod squad to enter into for some cash giveaway that Ty will be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tweet hashtag end of pod squad and you automatically enter. Take a picture of where you're listening, you know, so we can learn a little bit about you. The analytics are obviously great in the internet world and the digital world, but you know, it's, it's been nice to be able to see where everybody is. We started doing a uh, this is where I'm at Pat video mm-hmm. for the quarantine. Not sure the quarantine has ended yet. Yeah, it really hasn't. <laughs> is there ever is there going to be like a day like, you know, how World War. Two, mm-hmm. they knocked down the Berlin Wall. Well, that, that was after World War II, but... Well, after... Well, all right, let's edit that out. <laughs> okay. 
You know how like they tore down the uh, the Berlin Wall? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are we gonna have one of those moments with like the quarantine and we just open doors? Uh, I sure hope so, but it doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon. Yeah, what's the deal with that? I thought it was gonna be coming, but anyways, it's been nice to learn about the people that listen, and I appreciate the hell out of you. I know there's a lot of other things that you could uh, potentially listen to. I mean, there's some there's some shows out there that are damn good. Oh yeah, incredible shows. You know, and our show is rather stupid every once in a while. But the fact that you listen to us, I'm thankful. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow with another big one, all Super Bowl week. Hashtag end of pod squad, giving away money in celebration of the NFL getting to its big game. Uh, Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday. We'll be back manana. Manana, let's have a day.